The following content was delayed because Oz was busy looking up ways to remove the go- the gorilla glue from his hair, <laughs> and not on his head. Start the show. just saying um did you read about that that qualifies as too much information but um did you read about that shit i read about it and i've i've seen it it's um it's unfortunate she got to start over that's it you just gotta start over yeah she she checked into a hospital i think yesterday and um a hospital it was that it it, it was that late in yeah she's like she's got it's like yeah it's, it's some real shit. Like she's gonna have some scarring. Holy shit! She might. I mean, she might lose some scalp. I am um, sure there's something. I, I'm sure there's something I could unpack there about the desperation to be beautiful and kind of social media's pressure to always be on point. But there are just some bad choices that people are making out here that transcend that. That is batshit crazy. Yeah, I and, and I did hear that. You know, that it is, the, <laughs> I feel weird even saying this out loud. There is a product called Gorilla Snot that that they use to, to lay down the hair. And it can be easily confused with Gorilla Glue. And, that, and honestly, we shouldn't even be surprised. You didn't know this, but there was a time, there was a little fad when women were putting Monstat 7 in their eye, in their eyelashes. So, for to, to what now? Yeah, I, yeah. My, people, women trying to put Monstat Seven in their eyelashes. What does that do? Uh, I, I don't. It, it like conditions them and like makes them. I don't. I don't know what you want to go for. With We're eyelashes. talking about vaginal cream. Yeah. Right. Okay. I need someone to verify this. Niggas. I'm, I'm disturbed. Like after the fact. <laughs> and and also. The directions say you're really not supposed to put that near your face and eyes ever. You're supposed to put it in and around your vagina, I would imagine. (laughs) Do your eyes have yeast infections? (laughs) Is that where we're starting? I'm sorry. Go to the tagline. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy Oz. And I've never put monostat in my eyes. (laughs) Like... I mean, some of y'all, some of y'all have the eye crusties and that, you know. Oh. Wow. Isn't that a great way to start day drinking? <laughs> like, do I need to put Vagisil in my beard to connect my beard all the way? Is is that? I have I have heard for I've heard some of some desperate techniques to keep these beards <laughs> lustrous or whatever. Fortunately, I I have a fully connecting beard, and I don't have to worry about that. As do I. Oh man. Uh, we have Jello shots. We have large Jello yeah, shots. This is the biggest Jello. This is not. A, this is a Jello cup. <laughs> this is a Jello cup. You know, you go to Chick Fil A, you can get a a, <laughs> a fruit cup or a fruit bowl. Yes, this is the bowl this size. This is the bowl. Oh my, my God. goodness! Bad decisions begin with shots. Also, I have I have no idea what's in it. 
Mm. Oh my god. And he went to, into ASMR or whatever it's called. Holy Getting his bonus content right now. <laughs> Holy shit. I I have to go in for another round of this. Mm. Oh my god. All the throat and mouth sounds. The, the, the jello shot. These jello shots are too big to be this potent. All the snicker juice. Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. I should have saved my fork for my Ooh. salad. Mm-mm. There we go. I'm I'm going. I'm actually. I'm going to take a couple more turns. Actually, I got it. Damn. Yeah. All right. This is episode. uh, What? what One twenty-four. What is it? One twenty-four. One twenty-four. I kept up this time. One twenty-four. How's your week, D. Randall? Ah, boring. Okay. I've reached that. I've reached that point where. I, uh, in the every, COVID niggas won't stay in the fucking house yeah. era, boring is Boring valid. is fine. Yeah. I mean, I've been going to work, coming home, and sleeping. There you go. Rinse, repeat. There you go. Um, That's the way I'm it should be. Definitely caught up on my sleep. I'm definitely getting a full eight hours a day. I feel like I have jello in my beard, but that's okay. I'm at home, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Um, what about you? How was yours? Um, still working on that jello shot. Still more of the grieving process. Um, we, uh, the service was today Th- Sunday. Thank you, first of all, for acknowledging that there is a grieving process. Oh, 100%. Thank you for acknowledging that. 100%. There's not enough people to allow themselves the room or the 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 admittance of that's true being in grieving i agree um and i'm a i'm a big believer in transparency uh especially when you're creating content and people invest in you mm-hmm. um personally um so yeah we um my we laid my father to rest um friday today's sunday so yeah friday and uh, I have to tell you, um, it is my dad. I always heard the legends that my dad was kind of this man about town between Florida and Houston, and that he positively touched a lot of lives, and that people were inspired by him and inspired to be around him. But seeing it in real time and seeing people show up um, the way they did. Um, and people who seem genuinely affected, uh, not only by his life, but the news of his passing was an inspiration. And it was a thing that I would not trade for the world. Hmm. Uh, I do want to thank everybody that has, uh, extended it, whether it be in real life or on social media has extended their, uh, condolences to me and my family is not, is not gone overlooked, is not gone unappreciated. Um, I will say, having said all that, going to lay my father to rest was one of the first, was probably the first time that I have been out in the city. Yeah. Uh, in almost a year. Mm. Uh, cause you know, my last days at work were like at the beginning of March. Oh wow. It has been about a year. It's been almost a year. 
And this is, you know, this is the first week of the, the second. Where's the second? It's almost first March week. again, let's just yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, it's the first week of February. And so, yeah, it's been almost a year. I don't know how, like, the level of anxiety I had. Yeah. Now, it wasn't now it wasn't a lot of people there at any one time, uh, like, like just hang, lingering around all at the same time because it was, it was just a viewing. We didn't have a whole full service. Right. Um... But it was a lot of people, and it was probably the most people that I have been in a room with since the store closing. Okay, and that makes sense. And, and the store closed right at the beginning of the thing, so we weren't yep. as entrenched into the full psyche yep. and um, and everything that goes into being in the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So this was this was a this was an experience for you then. And so there was a level of anxiety. Now everyone was masked up. I'll yeah. say that. Everyone was masked up. Everyone was kind of engaging in, like, black people are like, black people are a a, a kind of touchy feely people. Yeah. Especially in times of genuine grief, which, sadly for our community, has become a uh, main source of camaraderie. Um, so everybody's like touching. And it's everybody's trying to like remember to do the elbow bump yeah. or the side dap or it's just that that whole awkwardness of people being around each other for the first time in a while and not really knowing what what, what to do what everyone is, right. is comfortable with yeah now the plus side to this is that it was a lot of old black people who 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 know what the vibes are and cannot afford yeah to catch that rona <laughs> they can't they can afford to catch anything they right can't now. afford right so older you know and you know we know the stats with older black people you're already beating the odds yeah you know you don't want to you don't want to make things worse so everybody was kind of trying to find their way and there were little moments of uh dap and that kind of thing but i everybody conducted themselves way better than niggas at a bow wow part at at a bow wow concert (laughs) um (laughs) So that took some of the anxiety away. But let me tell you something. Unless somebody calls me about a job or the vaccine, that is my last outing for all of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it reminds me of um, when they they told us that we had to go back to work at my job. And even though my team of 25 is split in, in the several rooms so that we don't have more than you know five or six people per room um there was still that trepidation of of everyone being out at the same time and like okay so what do we do uh, yep you know what what's what's safe and and i, I will say that there's that's kind of a flip to it like if if you've been out in public and mm-hmm. you know you take care of yourself and you you know are kind of around the same people and you know what everyone's tendencies are it gets a little more comfortable, but right. I, I fully understand. Like if you have not been out there, that there is a level of trepidation that it was scary. You, you know, my my wife has not quote unquote gone back to work yet. So, oh really? Okay. How's so, she how's she doing? Yeah, about the same as you are. Like, okay, fair enough. Like she has her her share of anxiety when it comes to being in places with people, and and I think a lot of that is just attributed to not having been in that space for a while. And, and again, as we talked about the, the level of uncertainty that comes with it. 
Um, but also, I you know, I also say if you don't have any business being out there, then just don't don't be, be out, out there. there. I'm like that in non-pandemic times. <laughs> so yeah, it it even it makes me more judgy of the people that are just out out at the address at brunch right now. Names. Boy, let me tell you something. Fifty fifteen shut down. You saw that, right? Wait, didn't it burn down? No, no, no. Fifty fifteen. No, it it opened back up. And it has been one of the main sources on Almeida of super spreading. The br- oh, it's like brunch never left. <laughs> I shit you not. I've never it, nobody who passes by has ever seen it empty, has ever seen any social distancing or any masking of any kind. The bartenders that you will see on their social media, mm-hmm. I've never seen them with a mask on. Um. And they got they got shut down. There was a couple of these places. Spire, I think, got shut down. Mm. Um, Sylvester Turner's trying to pretend to have a backbone again. So he yeah. went. So of course he went for the nigger joints. Shout out to all the DJs who keep uh, inviting me to to your events. He's not coming, y'all. Yeah, I, I'm not. And I, I'm looking at your IG lives and your, your IG stories, and y'all are y'all are taking time bomb, man. Because y'all are sitting up there, like y'all are sitting up there, like. Don't y'all know how much power y'all have? Don't y'all know how much COVID y'all have right now? Like, y'all are sitting there in that booth surrounded by like 15 to 20 people taking selfies. Ain't none of y'all. And y'all are the curators Masked of the up. vibes, bro. These these events would live and die on y'all. And y'all are not exercising any of that power to just go on the microphone and say, you know, mask up, mask up. Just anything. Anything. Shout out to my one dude who got his real estate license <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> what? It's like, cause yeah, he, he had anxiety with you know doing this DJ no, shit. He couldn't go back to the, okay. And he was enough. just like, nah, I, I need a plan B because fair enough, this ain't it right and now. And then some of them, we talked about this. Some of them doing this shit for two hundred dollars. If that, fuck out of here. Some of them man. doing it for a drink tab. Jesus Christ. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely want to give out uh flowers. To Roy Okupe of Unique Comics. Hey. Um, now, for those of you that don't know, who have never seen this guy on social media, if you're never in those circles, Roy Okupe has a, a, a series of superhero comics, of original superhero comics that are all African-based, and they're all kind of a connecting universe. He's been at this for some years now. Um. And he just got, I see him a lot on Kickstarter. He actually just got picked up for a distribution deal by Dark Horse Comics. Um, Which, is it Marvel or DC? But it's a major, it's still a major player that's been around for some time. It's one of the top four. It's definitely, yes, it's definitely a big four. Um, They've been around for some time. They definitely have some serious properties out there. I could see them. Uh, with their uh, level of marketing taking unique to the next level. It's great to have African-based heroes out there. Um, I have a, I have a couple of these joints. Uh, Exo, uh, Malaika, Warrior Queen, um, Windmaker. There's a few of them out there. It's really dope. Um, so hopefully you'll be seeing a, you'll be seeing more of that in the near future in your local comic shops. Um, 
you know, anybody wants more information, y'all know I'm happy to tell y'all about this stuff, so get at me. Um, so salute to him. Uh, humans ain't shit this week. My humans ain't shit is a little personal. Oh. Um, I'm not going to bring the mood down too much but with, with all my grieving issues and all that. But one thing people have been telling me, um, uh, usually older black people, when they talk to me about my father's passing, and I know it's all, and I know it's all well-meaning, so I don't want to disrespect anyone uh, extending their condolences and their well wishes. But one of the first things a lot of older black people will say to you uh, when when the 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 patriarch of your family dies, especially when you're kind of the 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 eldest in that immediate family, is it's up to you now. You know, you the man. You the man of the house now. You know, your mother's counting on you. Your sister's counting on you. That kind of thing. And I understand that while I'm not going to discount that any of that, I'm not going to say any of that is untrue. Because, uh, of course, I'm going to be there for my mother who just lost the love of her life. Um, and my sister who lost literally her best friend. Um, it's a strange thing to hear because the, I, I've noticed this in other families. The women are addressed very differently. Um, and it's almost like I didn't lose my friend too. Like I didn't lose my father too. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of these things where it's up to you now. You the man, you the man of the house. And I already think, even when you tell little kids, you the man, you the man of the house now, I think that's a little weird. Uh, it could just be my millennial thinking or whatever, but I think that's a little weird too. But when you tell a 37-year-old man that now he's a man. <laughs> I've been a man for quite some time. So. I've been a man for some time now. <laughs> um. <laughs> So hearing that now, knocking on 40's door is weird. I also think that it is a, that is possibly, though as well-meaning as it is, I think that's part of what leads to what I think could be hyper-masculinity to some degree. To a certain degree. Again, going back to what we mentioned before about the grieving process, um, I, I and I know this happens a lot, especially in in, in instances that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. In that there is, I mean, there's an initial outpouring of support when someone passes, but right. when when the reality of it sets in, people kind of skip over the fact that you may be dealing with grief in a certain way, and like, all right, suck it up. You know, everything falls on your shoulders now. Right. Instead of, and this is not a criticism, but that, but this is how it comes across in a lot of ways. Instead of people still offering continuing support for you during the grieving process, it's there's an undercurrent of, all right, you got to suck it up, and now you got to be strong for everybody else. So whatever you're dealing with, you got to kind of get over it because now everyone gets to put that weight on your shoulders. That's how it comes across. Right. When I, I feel like. 
maybe a more supportive response would be, we know you're still going through it. You know, let me know what I can do to help you during this time. And let me be very clear. The people, the people kind of in my age bracket mm-hmm. have reacted a very different way. They've all been very, they, and, that, and I think they realize that low key. And they've all been very much in this mode of, are you okay? Yeah. Because I'm always the one to jump right in and tell you how my how my people are doing, how everybody's responding, and that we're all kind of getting through it and, you know, focusing on forward movement like my dad would want. Um, but, yeah, people in my age bracket coming up that have come up with me are very much, how are you? Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, which I appreciate. Um, I, I think this is just, this is a, it, it's a weird disconnect for me in how, the generation before us talks to us. It's 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 largely a generational thing because even in you know I'm in my I'm well into my forties, and people still see me as my father's son. Right. You know it's like it's like you stop aging at about sixteen to most yeah. people. <laughs> they they still see you as your father's son until your father passes, and it's right. like oh okay well shit well you're you're actually the senior now so. Like, no, I've been a whole-ass adult for 20-something years. Right. So, um, but thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and I always, I always, I always compare it to, um, you know, Creed 2 is one of my favorites. Um, Creed 2 did something really interesting to me in almost maybe the realism of how black people deal with each other. When Adonis Creed got his ass whooped and Tessa Thompson was talking to his mother about it, and you know, because of course she had gone through the same thing with Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. um, and Tessa Thompson was very much uh, being like, you know, I understand what everything he's going through. Felicia Rashad stopped everything right there and was like, everything he's going through, he's a grown man. <laughs> And she said this to she said this to yeah. to not only her but to Michael B. Jordan at least three at least three three instances in this movie. He's a grown man. You're a grown man. It feels like that's what it is to be a young black man. Yeah. In the community is older black people kind of dismissing what you're going through and not really unpacking and just going, "Well, he's a grown man." Yeah. He's got to deal with that. Which I think leads to people, especially young black men, just not talking about shit. When you know all you're going to get is you're a grown man. And don't get me wrong. There are some niggas in your own age bracket that will tell, that will tell you this shit too and be like, I don't be all in that man's business. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think that leads to some of the reasons that niggas don't. Uh, express themselves in the way that some people might think they they should. Yeah, I am niggas, and I you know I I fully admit that it's only within the last few years or so that I've I've personally become comfortable with expressing feelings about things and 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 telling people how I feel versus what I think about things and you know telling my friends that I love them and and things like that. Like it, it and it's a lot of it. Is, I recognize that. Growing up as a man in, you know, especially my father's side of the family, you were just taught to push that shit down. Don't cry, nigga. Right. Suck it up. You're going to cry? You're going to cry? You're going to do something. Nope. I saw I saw a meme going around 
that was like, we started defining our marriage or our relationship in, do you want comfort or do you want solutions? And the first thing I said was, can't you have both? <laughs> what is this all or nothing shit? Like, can't you have both? Like, can't we... Can we not address people's feelings and validate and, and validate how people are feeling and yeah. unpack why and still offer them mature adult solutions? Like it doesn't have to. It's not binary. Yeah, that's just that was a weird that was a weird one this week. That's 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 I mean that's the reality of for a lot of people of being a black man. That is the reality. <laughs> that's the reality for for and, a lot of us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't really have the I don't really have answers and I don't really have a final say on that. I just that was something that I've learned in how people respond to you yeah. this week that I thought we should bring attention to. Acknowledge people's grief. And, Acknowledge people's grief. And and give them a chance to work through it before you start replacing responsibility on their shoulders. Right. Again, not a criticism of anyone. It's just as someone who's who's only recently learning that this is what I've dealt with, uh, I, I can see how it would benefit people to be more understanding of people's grief. Right. You know, and and this is important because in a state of in a state of emergency like the community's in, um, I've talked a little longer than I expected to about this. We're gonna take as long as we need to. <laughs> um, in a in a state of emergency like the community is in. Uh, I think we as a community have to find new and it, or at least better ways to talk to each other and to walk each other through our grief. Mm. Um, and we just have to we, we have to find better ways to love each other. And we also have to be careful of these generational curses. Not only be careful of these generational curses, but be careful that we're not also starting all new ones. Yeah. I will say this, y'all. And this is my final note on it. Yeah. This pandemic is the perfect opportunity for us to get on the same foot when it comes to this. This is a this is a shared trauma that all of us are dealing with right now. This is the perfect time for us to all acknowledge the shared trauma that we're dealing with and allow people through whatever individual grievances they may be dealing with as well. This is as the long perfect, as you're not hurting someone. Else. Right. This is the perfect exercise for that. What what you pouring over there, man? It's tea. It's just tea. Okay. So we already we already cutting it up, huh? We already <laughs> we already watering down that pure white, huh? Okay. Oh no no, the the cup is empty. Oh okay. It's oh. just ice in there. The cup is empty. I see. No, but oh no no no, no, no. don't 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 get it twisted. Okay. We still we still we we still here to make it motherfucking happen. <laughs> Hit it with the air horns. God damn it! Don't don't get don't get twisted with all the mushy shit. Okay, because I thought you know I thought as part of the grieving process we weren't gonna drink. Oh nigga, what? <laughs> what? That was a strong pour. Oh, and it's and it still pouring. I, was, <laughs> I said it's a strong pour mm. as I kept pouring. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we, we might see some additional emotions bubble to the surface now. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> song of the week. Song of the week, baby. Um, uh, we're gonna. You know what? Um, I this is ours. I don't. I don't blow. I don't big up enough. Uh, Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. Wait for it. Featuring husband Iman Shumpert. 
basketball player. A very fit couple. <laughs> we'll say that. Probably Black America's hottest couple. I would say that. The best looking, stable couple we probably have in Black America right now. <laughs> um, uh, this is uh, Wake Up Love. Uh, go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself something to drink. Uh, we're going to have a good show today. Um, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. One thing's for certain. I need you right here in my arms. Maybe I'm yearning. But I think I got a bone to pick with you. Just leave the baggage on my hopper so this flight back you right back right
And that was Tiana Taylor featuring a Mon Shumper. Yeah. Um, Wake Up Love. That is a bop. Now, I have to say, we give, I, I know I know Randall has this, as, as, as a rapper himself, uh, probably has feelings on non-rappers breaking into the rap game. I mean, what's a non-rapper, though? I mean... If you a rap, basketball player. if you rap, you rap. Most basketball players have a lot of basketball players think they think they can rap on some level. This has been a so thing some over generations that has been a thing. There are a lot of rappers that think they can. Damian rap Lillard too. still thinks he got it. Yeah, I mean, most basketball players should not be rapping. <laughs> I, I will say that. <laughs> and you know, Iman had that for a minute, and it seems like someone in his team told him to calm down. <laughs> I think that someone was probably Tiana. <laughs> right, right. She's like, you get one. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that. I get to be naked in videos with you. You, you can and, take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be industry adjacent. Having said that, that was that was really endearing. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. That was endearing. I consider that the way I consider Remember when Will, when, when Will Smith had that one song? With Jada, with Jada on it, where they were, where they did the the Luther, yeah, the Luther sample. I remember. When you when you take it as just that song and yeah. that thing out of context and just a thing that I wanted to do with my wife or my my spouse. It's cute that y'all are both famous and so y'all can get away with it. Good for and you can get away with it. <laughs> we'll give you one. I think they even, I think they even had Jaden or the other kid whose name I never know in that same song. So, you know, that was kind of a cute thing. Talking about the daughter, Will uh Willow? Uh no, 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 no. There's another son. Oh, uh Trey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the one. Will's first kid. Yeah. And so yeah, I think I think those things, as long as you're not trying to make a whole album like that, is cute. And I think I like Tiana and Iman doing this because a lot of this project was very centered around her family mm-hmm. and how her family and having little Junie kind of matured her and kind of evolved her a little bit. Have Tiny and T.I. ever done a song together? God, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. I, that would, because no matter when they did it, it wouldn't age well. Because <laughs> they kind of seem like the opposite of T.I. and Iman. Oh, quite so. Their kids, their kids have never met a good decision. It's true. Their kids have never made a good decision. <laughs> One of their kids is, I don't even think he's old enough to drive. And he's already on tour rapping fucking, women, fucking bitches. I'm telling you what he's doing. I'm telling you. He, they, they, uh, I, think, I, I think Tiny asked him if he was a virgin. And he couldn't answer with a straight face. <laughs> and, a, T. I, and T.I. had the nerve of all the people go, broke your mother's heart. Yeah. Man, what about your mama? What? 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 He's already cheating on girlfriends he ain't got yet. <laughs> you know, so when I say that Tiana and Amon are probably have probably I think I think Tiana just had another kid. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I have to look that up. Uh but yeah, I like when you say that they're probably one of the most wholesome couples in black America despite but despite them being wild and openly sexual <laughs> and gorgeous uh, Tiana's from the streets so. though Tiana's that's, 
you get what you get with her. Yeah. And Iman knew what he was signed up yeah. for. And he just, you know, I always say, with couples like that, there's always one that is just, quote unquote, the hostage. <laughs> nah, that is just, whatever whatever she's doing, I'm just, I, do you need do you need me to come pick you up? That's I, all I need I, to know. I, I think he, I think he, yeah, let me not speculate. I'm just it, saying. It, it'll, I, it'll get creepy. Shout out! Shout out to one of my one of my dearest, oldest friends, who is a listener of the show. Uh, so I'm gonna get in a little trouble. Uh, Terry Crawford. Let me tell you something. Uh, her and her husband. Uh, what up, brother-in-law? I have always said that what makes them work is that her husband is the hostage. She, I'm telling you, she's because she's always, and that's that was why I was so happy when she got married because all the little kooky adventures that she would go on, that's his job now. Mm. That's that's, that's, that's good. She's yeah. she she has a chaperone now because <laughs> now she'll do it, all of her TikToks look like her trying to do the latest TikTok <laughs> while her while her husband is sitting on the couch reading. And just not responding at all is just. It's a good man. <laughs> it's, it's it must be Tuesday. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to married life. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is the same person who back in the day, uh, she had a package coming. It was, I think, it was her new phone. She had a package coming. She didn't kill me for this, and it said it was it was on a truck. She 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 tracked it down from from FedEx. They said it was on a truck. And they, the truck was making the rounds in her area. She came and got me. And we rode around looking for a FedEx truck to pull over. I have a question. Go for it. Yes. You're probably getting to this. Yes. Why can't we just wait for the truck to deliver? It was already, well, one, it was already late. It was already, I, according to her, it was already like a day late. And two, I don't know. That's the other answer to that question. I don't know. I didn't ask questions. She just said, what are you doing right now? You want to come ride with me? Yes, let's go. And she tracked this, she tracked this FedEx truck down and got her package. You know. That's what Amazon's done to. I blame Amazon. Yeah. And FedEx, for the record, y'all, FedEx is trash. Bro. I'm I'm just oh gonna say it here. God. I'm naming names. FedEx is trash. Your your package is safer on the truck than in the ten steps from the truck to your door. Fed- once once they ha- lay hands on the package and make that trip from the truck to your door, I you don't you can't promise what the fuck is gonna happen. <laughs> I just know. The, I, at one stretch, we had three consecutive FedEx packages that said that they'd been delivered already, and we're like, we're literally like, and I think we were still, it was still before I went to work, back to work, literally at home all day with the front door. You see how my front door is open with the yeah. dogs watching it. Literally, we'll get a message like eight oh six p.m. attempted delivery eight oh five. Nigga, I'm right here, right here. I'm looking at the door. They tried to fuck me over when I bought my new TV. I, bro, it was my it was my foot. I tell you, every call I made, I was like, somebody needs to tell me something, or I'm going to the nearest location and it's my foot in somebody's ass. <laughs> my foot is out for delivery right now. Real talk, 
Real talk. What were we talking about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. We're, uh, yeah, Tiana Taylor, shout out to her, and I'm on. Um, what's going on? Uh, oh, Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter are going to box. Why? Because it's a new thing now. You know, 2020, it was versus. Mm-hmm. And it's still versus. They, they still come up with a couple of good ones I might be interested in. Um, but the boxing matches now, now that Mike and Roy have got their shit off, uh, boxing is the new versus charity boxing. What, what is the nature of their beef? I mean, none. Oh, they just picked them. Oh, okay. They just picked them. I'm telling you, it's like versus. They just said, uh, they, they could probably, they could probably be entertaining. Cautionary tale for, for Lamar Odom. Remember Nate Robinson. That's all I, you know. And that's my thing. I I don't doubt that Lamar Odom has hands. Most crackheads have hands. <laughs> so I don't doubt that he can handle himself. Um, I'm sure there have been a many uh, smack dens and uh, street corners and alleyways that he has had to single-handedly uh, defend himself out of. So I'm not probably in Chloe's house. Most likely in (laughs) Chloe's house. So I'm not doubting that he can handle himself. My problem is 2020 going into 2021 has been batshit crazy. Anything can happen. And I don't want Lamar Odom to be on the side of anything can happen where he got laid out by Aaron Carter. Yeah, that's that's a risk you don't want to take. Not the little brother of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And that's one of those things where if somebody were to sign me up to fight Aaron Carter, I don't do it. Because I don't, I don't, that's, that's too much to risk. You got, you have more to lose yeah. than Aaron Carter. I, I 100% sitting right here feel like I could whoop Aaron Carter's ass. 100%. But the risk of being wrong far outweighs that. All it takes <laughs> is one lucky shot to the jaw. Nate Robinson, look at I mean, even though he just got his ass whipped. He did. He got his ass whipped. He, he just got his ass whipped. But that's what I can't risk. You can't do that. You can't. I'm, I'm that, and that's just not a, that's just not the, a fight that I want to watch. That's, that's what, you just got to say, man, I ain't got time for that shit, man. Lamar Odom was supposed to take a different fight. I'm just saying. Um, Having said that, yeah, I don't want to, Maybe. but I, I do, I, I am interested that this is supposed to be coming the new versus. Um, I'm not paying pay per view prices for that. We, um, we need we take need, that however you we want. We need real beef fights. Like, well, okay, so Tommy Lee from Love and Hip Hop and Natalie Nunn had a real beef. Apparently, that okay. turned into a charity fight. I know Natalie Nunn. So yeah, well, nobody can forget that jaw. So, they had a beef that turned into a real charity fight. Like the man in the moon. <laughs> it's Mac tonight. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so, they had a beef that turned into a real thing, but everybody kind of brushed that off because Natalie Nunn has, like, Bad Girls Club hands. I will say Bad Girls Club, that was like, that was a reality show that I used to watch. Like push like, you know, the occasional push a security officer, um, you know, throw a drink in someone's face. It was the one show that you didn't get kicked off for fighting. Tommy So, okay. <laughs> Tommy Lee 
is one of the instances where she was too gutter for loving hip hop. That girl got two ankle bracelets. That girl got two ankle bracelets and mug shots. I'm not kidding. Nearly 50 mug shots. Agree. For for putting hands on people. How you got two ankle bracelets though? Two. <laughs> two. If you get the you you can't cut them both off. By the time you get the one off, uh, your pro office is already to you. Yeah, no, she got she got an ankle bracelet and probably an open case now. Uh, she got real hands, like real real hands. Um, so people kind of brush that off. But this is becoming a new thing where people are looking for people to throw hands now. I mean, people, there's a lot of people that I want to see destroy each other. I'm not gonna lie. There are, there are. I I kind of want to go back to when like Geraldo was boxing for charity. Oof. Who was that? He was like fighting Danny Bonaducci. I mean, Geraldo once lost a fight to a Nazi chair. Shit. Great episode, by the way. I just, you know, that's that's one of those people, and his mustache is still a sentient alien making all his decisions <laughs> for him. So, uh, I want to stop the invasion now. But yeah, I don't want to see Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter fighting. Nah. Um, let's see. What else do I have down here? What did I wrote. I wrote, what the fuck is on Lil Uzi Vert's head? Lil Uzi Vision? Lil Uzi Vision. <laughs> Uzi uh, Vision. <laughs> is, it, is it the Mind Stone? I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the Reality Stone either. I don't, I don't know. Lil Uzi Vert surgically had, had, a, had a diamond surgically attached to his forehead. And it's already giving him health problems. Last time they saw him, his face was looking real puffy. And then I think they said he was in the studio and started bleeding. Um, I mean, again, this is one of those things where I want to say that there is some innate pressure on social media by social media standards to look a certain way nope. and to get and to garner a nah. certain amount of attention. Nobody pressured him for life. <laughs> but Lil Uzi Vert, again, there are decisions being made through lack of common sense that led him to that and i don't understand is he like I, was he watching re- steven universe maybe he's really in the one division i don't know i was gonna say steven universe maybe maybe he thinks he's a crystal gem that's it's it's it's, it's all very odd and, and and the fact that it's having lasting like medical issues with him and he's amazed by this it's because you're not supposed to implant jewelry on your forehead you know, I bet you that shit stinks. So you know, somebody was like, "What happens when he tries to wash his face?" Let's That's be what real, I'm y'all. He don't wash. Who's his face? Wash his he does face. not wash his face. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. Him and Kodak Black ain't washing their face. Um, damn. So yeah, that's that's just a very odd story, and I don't even want to. I don't even like. Why gets pussy off of that? That's my question. What happens when what what happens when it's time to get some pussy? I mean, I, I feel like his fame is probably just enough for that. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. He's not somebody. Somebody wants that selfie. <sighs> for 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 whatever reason. Um. He needs people. Make a decision, y'all. I know you're bored. I know you're bored. I'm bored. I don't want to implant a jewel in my forehead. Not at all. Make the decisions. 
make good decisions and make good decisions that don't involve people who are making money off you. Because I, I guarantee you, one of those jewelers is just laughing all the way to the bank. <clears throat> I also don't believe it costs $24 million. I I don't believe it costs that much. I believe that I believe that someone charged him that much. <laughs> Does that Uzi Vert have twenty four million dollars? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He 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 he's he's cranked out enough hits for other people. Yes. He yeah. Okay. Um. And also, does it matter? Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Um. Cardi has a new video out for a new single up. Um. Cardi and Benjamin. People say, people can talk a lot of. People, no matter what, how you feel about Cardi Cardi B as an artist, I have always appreciated her visuals. And no, I'm not just talking about her surgically implanted visuals. I'm talking about her actual music video visuals. I've always appreciated that she can make a gorgeous video. Um, I and you know, and it dates back. For me, it gives me like these kind of like eighties, kind of like Madonna, Cindy Lauper vibes. I can see that. Very colorful, very bright. Yeah, airheadish kind of thing. Yeah, surrealism type shit. Yeah, yeah. I and, and so I I like that. Um, the song is the song. It's an it, it's a Cardi B outside song. Yeah. And it kind of made me mad because it makes me want people to act right so we can get so outside can be safe again, or at least moderately safe again, so we can enjoy these joints the way that they were meant to be enjoyed. Because I think the big names now have stopped concerning themselves with when COVID is going to be over. <laughs> Because y'all can't act right, so we might as well just put all our shit out. Yeah, I, I just assume they have the means to do proper testing and all that. That too. What I did not see in the video, however, was any was anything of... that resembled social distancing. There was a three-way tongue kiss. Yeah. I guarantee you that was not uh, within COVID regulations. Dr. Fauci did not. He, he was he was flipping through the book like, uh, I don't see where that's covered. Not at all. Um, now, the other side is, is that apparently... Uh, Cardi's head is on the chopping block over infringement? Possible infringement, yeah. Some uh, some group, I think from Atlanta, Dos Pesos or some shit like that. I can't remember. They all look like Chief Keef to me. Yeah, they all do. Um, apparently, they released a song back in August with the same up. If it's up, then it's stuck or whatever. Yeah. The same hook. And, you know, I showed you the, the IG video where they played them side by side. It's the same thing. It, the they thing. do that that same uh, hook. Yeah. And, you know, to Cardi's credit, she didn't write the she song. She didn't write that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, that's a speeding ticket for Cardi. Yeah. They, who, her team, whoever is responsible there, fire them. Pay those people. Yeah, you got to fire them. Just pay the other people. Pay those other people and move on. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason at this point in Cardi's career she should be getting caught up over shit like that. If it's up, if it's up, it's stuck. That's not even going to be, whatever project she has coming out next, that's not even going to be the hit. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like WAP, like we still WAP isn't attached to an album, hmm. like at all. It. I didn't think of it. Probably will be eventually. But, eventually, sure. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it won't be it won't be popping long enough for it to even matter. Just cut them a check. And keep uh, it going. One hundred percent. Don't engage. Yeah, I, yeah. That and that and I and I, I bring that up because that has been one of Cardi's problems. Is that. She's not good at not engaging. When 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 people hit her with the Instagram comments, I think she, now I think she's turned that around a little bit. But it, it used to be people would hit her with the Instagram comments. She had to have it out in the comment section every yeah. time. Her and her sister, who is shockingly gorgeous, Jesus Christ, that whole family. You know, we don't have Dominicans down here like that. We we. That's I've always considered that to be an East Coast New York thing. Yeah, like I don't, my friend was like, "Man, wait till you get back up here. We have to start taking you to Dykeman and introduce you to Dominicans." And I've never been the same. BX all day. BX all day. Um, well, that's a different thing. There's BK and there's BX. I'm only bringing this up because I have people that listen to this show. Oh. That will jump up my ass about that. Look, I'm from Texas. We don't give a fuck about your boroughs. <laughs> and if you don't like it, come see yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's his show. Um, but yeah, I like the video. I like the song. Staten Island all day. <laughs> oh no! Don't bring Copland into this. Nobody give a fuck about Staten Island. Uh, no one. Literally, no one. I can safely say that. Right. Um. Why but, is it even a burrow? I'm sorry. So, so yeah, I I like the song. I like the project so far. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to some live performances when that's safe. See, this is why, this is all the reasons I want ups, uh, outside to be a thing again. Cardi, if you're if you're that comfortable tongue kissing two other women you may have just met, we need like a you know Megan did the little digital performance out in the desert for BET and shit. I think we can get that. I think we can get something like that. I do. I mean, you know, they're going to do what they do anyway. Yeah, that's true. We'll see what happens. Um, kind of lightning round through these things. Did you see? Uh, oh, okay. So, Randall texted me last night when we were confirming our recording time uh, that he was watching Malcolm and Marie. New movie, you know, Netflix got to drop a new movie every week now. Yeah. Um, Malcolm and Marie, uh, John David Washington, Zendaya. Mm -hmm. These days, you kind of just have me at Zendaya. By the way, possible spoilers for the next five minutes. Possible. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just, just letting y'all know. Certainly. Just. Yeah. Just, also, this is not the kind of movie where spoilers are terribly relevant. Yeah, you know, this isn't this isn't like you're getting you're, you're getting a look into the next Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thing. But we may be talking about emotional nuance because there there was That's an true. emotional nuance right. in this movie that I did not expect. I was not ready for that. Um, written and directed, I believe, uh -huh. directed, yeah, by Sam Levinson. By Sam Levinson, creative euphoria. That is that is important to consider. <laughs> Because this was very much, I saw the trailers and shit. This was very much marketed as an unconventional love story. 
That it was. What we got was not an unconventional love story. <laughs> However, when you consider that the same dude who wrote this wrote Euphoria, yeah. I 100% believe that this is romance according to Sam Lampinson. It's, I will say it is. If he thinks Rue and Jules are true love, then sure, Malcolm and Marie could be true love. This is about as close to love as most people experience nowadays. Agreed. I feel like. Agreed. In the era of, you know, Kaylani and and, and uh, fucking Janae. Yeah, that's about right. It's um it's a it's a good study in toxic relationships. It is a study in narcissism. Um I'm sure Summer Walker in London felt seen. I, I will say, do not watch this with your significant other. No. Do not. No. My wife came in about 10 minutes into it. It's like, what you watching? I was like, Malcolm and Marie. I'm going to holler at you in about an hour. <laughs> What's it about? Just, right, nope. right, right. We're not doing it. Because the, the thing about this is, if, if you've been in a relationship with anyone, you know that arguments happen. Sure. Um, and, some, and a lot of times in arguments, if you're like me, there's a certain line in your head that you know you could cross, but you don't. Because that that would that would end it all, right? Ain't no there. coming back from it, that. You can't come back from it. There were quite a few times in this movie where that line was crossed, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! That's too close." I fully expected Zendaya to just lash out and go, "You premature ejaculating bitch!" Mm. But then again, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been the worst thing she could have said. Oh no. There were some daggers. Oh no! There were some daggers in this one. Um, there, daggers. There were there were broadswords through the chest, like yeah. old boy in the crow, like, and a gunshot afterwards to put you out of your misery. Yeah. Like, basically, what you get is this this guy who I I, I take as a director. He's a filmmaker. He's a filmmaker who has just had a really good night for one of his premieres. Mm-hmm. And his first good night, really. Right. And he's come home clearly drunk, clearly on on uh, on just on cloud nine. And let's just say Zendaya is nonplussed. Yeah. By the events of the evening. Yeah. Um You see it on her face when she walked in. <laughs> one, when a woman at at one in the morning comes from an event and walks straight to the kitchen. Cause she knows your ass, your ass is drunk and hung and hungry, yeah. and fixes you some bullshit out of the box. Let's no, I'll get to that. <laughs> and it's just got that. It's just in that yeah, babe mode. Yeah, yeah, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you sure right, babe. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, let me tell you something about you, little you. You you snooty classist motherfuckers talking about oh my god she's making him craft mac and cheese out of the bowl out of the box first of all shut up shut up I can go pull three boxes out the pantry right now right I I got some craft and velveeta at the house you make macaroni and cheese out of a out of a box. Yes, motherfucker, because I got shit to do. You and know it takes five minutes. Exactly. If I got five minutes to make 
some acceptable mac and cheese. I'm just gonna put some craft in that bitch. One hundred and keep it moving. I need you. I, I need y'all to act like you see. That's the that's the problem. This fucking pandemic has made people feel like they like they ain't got shit to do in the morning. Tell me you gonna do oven baked macaroni and cheese at one o'clock in the morning? Fuck it. Y'all, it's, it's the Fuck same it. niggas that try to convince me that y'all meal prep. For, for the next five days of your work week. Shut the fuck up. I do that once every three months. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That shit is a lot of work, man. Um, it's, it's, um, but yeah, this movie is wild. It's wild. It's very fucking wild. And there are a lot of just... There's, Sam Levinson had a lot on his mind. Yeah. Now, uh, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. I'm not going to talk too much about what sure. the movie is about. Yeah. But some of the criticisms that I saw from critics... Um, I was gonna say the age difference going from last week. Yeah, the, the age difference between her, her and John David Washington should be the last thing y'all are worried about after watching this movie. Right, but then the other thing they have to think about is if you watch the movie, that age difference comes into play. Like there's there's right there's definitely a threat behind it. And if you look at a lot of Hollywood culture, Hollywood culture features a lot of that. There are a lot of older guys that date. What you Young consider women. significantly younger women in Hollywood, she, and, we're, and we're trained to look at that normally because most of the time they're playing younger people, right, on TV, right. On, or in movies. Y'all have to remember she's she's Zendaya is twenty four. Yes, she's only played high schoolers up until now. She's twenty four. She's an actual woman, an actual grown woman, and you were going to see her be an actual grown woman. Yes. sooner or later. Yes. Meanwhile, John David Washington, most notably, has played. A uh, fresh out of uh, fresh out of college rising star football player. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody really cared what John David Washington was doing, <laughs> what his characters were doing age wise until Tenet. Right. You know, y'all didn't ask how old he was in Black Klansman. You know, so, yeah. Uh, you know, shit like that to consider. Now the, and we're gonna talk more about that age different shit later on. Yeah, and there were a lot of you know there was a lot of. Um... There, there was a lot of talk in the movie about critics in general. Right. Um, John David Washington's character went in on critics and the nature All of... All the fuck in. And, you know, a lot of people were like, well, you know, that's basically Sam Levinson, um, you know, putting his opinions on critics in it and blah, blah, blah. I'm like... That's not the first time. And? <laughs> that's not the first time. And? Mel, G- let me tell you something. For just creators having commentary on the working class surrounding Hollywood, mm-hmm. let's let us not forget Mel Gibson wrote a whole movie about a dude going around murdering paparazzi. <laughs> he did. He wrote a, he did a whole movie that was basically death wish against the paparazzi. Yeah. So let's not act like this is new. The the other thing that was a criticism about the movie apparently was um, John David Washington's character feeling like because he was a, a black filmmaker that critics would assume that his movies have a political undertone right by virtue of him being black and 100%. and people were criticizing again Sam Levinson for trying to spin a black voice as a white writer not not really paying attention to the fact that. 
if, if you know anything about Euphoria and you know anything about this, like Sam Levinson really does a collaborative process with, yeah. with the actors. Um, his name is listed as the individual screenwriter, but I'm, I can, I can, I can bet my last dollar that Zendaya and John David both had a heavy voice in the script and in how their characters were portrayed. Absolutely. And as a black person and as a black creative and as a person in a relationship, their performances came across as very authentic to me. Also, knowing who John David descends from. Correct. Denzel, especially now at this point, has heavy influence in his characters. Right. Because I can guarantee you, and I'm not even talking about the big the big movies. I'm not even talking about Training Day. I'm talking about like the Equalizer 2. Yeah. I was watching Equalizer 2, and I guarantee you, there was a de- there was definitely a difference in his character in the first movie mm-hmm. and his character in the second movie. His character in the second movie had a lot of Denzel shit to say. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw this. I, I've seen it. In the way he related to the kid from Moonlight, mm-hmm. there was a lot of Denzel there. Yeah. Him encouraging him to read Between the World and Me. That was not some shit Robert McCall was worried about in right. the last movie. In the last movie he was reading Old Man to See. Yeah. And now he now and now he's reading fucking Between the World and Me to some kid. No, that was a Denzel thing. Right. The 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 preaching about doing something with your life while you're still alive mm-hmm. and all that shit. That is Denzel That's shit. Denzel shit. One hundred percent. So I, I and and knowing how influenced John seems to be just in his execution mm-hmm. by his father. Cause there were a lot of those moments in those in in those monologues, you heard a lot of Denzel there. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to believe that he had a a significant degree of creative control in the parts where he was talking specifically about what it is to be a black artist. Yeah. And that that's why I was like I you know People can criticize the author being white, but that the performance felt very genuine. Even though I, I even though I detested his character at one point in this movie, I detested both of these fucking yeah. characters. Yeah, I mean they they represent they represent I think the worst of what people can be um, in relationships. But at the same time, again, it feels very real. This feels like it could be almost anybody's relationship right now. It could be any one of mine in the past yeah. ten years. Anyone, anyone. There was any, not... any relationship I've been in since like two thousand six. Like, like if, if you want, if you want some good inspiration for your next big fight. <laughs> oh my god! Watch this one. As somebody whose life, who whose dating life has mostly been amongst toxic people, damn. Um, with some with some glaring exception. Um. I can say that I was watching that shit and you know when you get into an argument with somebody and then you're recounting the argument and you just sitting there mad talking to yourself just getting your shit off and then you say some shit it's like I should have said that. Mm. I should have said that then. And you almost you almost want to text them the shit right then <laughs> but you don't want to be that nigga. Yeah. You don't want to be that nigga because one that you 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 look like a clown. Two, in the era of social media, you will look like a clown very publicly, very quickly. 
Yeah. But you just be sitting there. I should have. Oh, I should have said that shit. And you almost be looking for a reason to, to start the fight again so you can say that shit. Malcolm and Marie, a hundred percent, was that <laughs> they said that shit. You sitting there like, oh, I should have said that shit to that bitch. Oh, oh, I, w- I could have gave her a piece of my fuck. Especially when you're evolving as a writer. Yeah, I, I do. The know writer that- in me now has some shit that I wanted to get off to some exes ten years ago. That's like, oh man, if I was as good then as I am now, you'd want you. You'd be crying in the bathtub too. It was in this movie. One hundred. It was in this movie. I, you know, I, I will say that if if I ever had discussions on the level that they had in this movie, it, it would it would it would be over. How you have a philosophical discussion about Hollywood that revolves back around to fuck you? And fuck you was one of the nicer things that was said. One yes, <laughs> Bruh. I, and and this is coming from somebody who I'm gonna be honest, Zendaya could talk to me a little crazy. She couldn't. She couldn't come in. On, she couldn't come in on an eight or a nine like she did. I was gonna say she can't. She can't talk to you about, especially like once we get into like that third act. Say whatever the fuck you want, laying in sitting in the bathtub smoking. Not do a fuck. And that and 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 now you have some insight into what <laughs> keeps me in a fucking toxic relationship. <laughs> In case you were wondering. And by the way, this is one of those movies that when people start going in and you think, all right, that person has had enough. And the and person goes. another thing. And say, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not done I'm yet. I'm not even done. Oh, oh, so you're still. Okay. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> okay. And ladies, John David has his shirt off uh, one time. So that's all you get for real. Yeah. Um, Fellas. Zendaya has her nipples poking out her shirt for roughly two thirds of the movie. Movie, <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> just, just saying. Not, um, not sexualizing her. I'm just. No matter how you feel about this movie, it is intense. That's is. kind of the the main thing we can take from this. Yes. I enjoyed it. I think I think Sam Levinson is in an experimental point uh, in his work. I think Euphoria has emboldened him mm-hmm. to try some shit. I think this was better made for the stage. I, I, I said the same thing in one of my text threads, uh, Lattice. I, I think that this could easily become a stage play. I mean, that, that's really, for all intents and purposes, what it was. Um, this is like this is Neil Simon with a Coke problem. Wow. Yeah. This is you know this this movie is five years after Euphoria to me. Yeah. This is this is Rue yeah. all grown up. Yeah. In in her next stage of life, I I could easily see that. And sometimes it takes that creator to bring that out of you, because I can tell you, I didn't know much about Zendaya before oh Spider Man. I can tell you now, Zendaya I, is giving up some of the best performances of her career. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot about Zendaya because my niece, when she was a kid, had me watching a little stupid Disney show that she was on. Oh, okay, so I was just like. Oh really? And then when I saw that she was going to Euphoria, I was like, "That Zendaya is gonna okay." She is giving it up. Look, and, and John Davis killed it too. Yeah. When it's all said and done, I think I think Zendaya is going to be probably the greatest actor of her generation. There, there are a lot of things that she does very well in acting. Um, She's gonna be for this for this other generation. What? Yeah. Leo was. Yeah. 
I can easily see that. Yeah. Because I just, I've only just come into the realization that Leo is one of the best actors of my time. Yeah. And she'll she'll probably be what Glenn Close was to her generation. Yeah. You know, and those those subtle emotional nuances that 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 come across the screen. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. She's she is eating. She's eating. <laughs> she's really studying, and she is studying under someone that, from what I can tell, Sam Levinson is a is a scholar mm-hmm. and a scientist of the art form. Yeah. And he's because he's doing a lot of shit. Even even the fact that the whole look of it is in that kind of French new wave kind of Art mm-hmm. Nouveau vibe. Yeah. Um. Or I don't I don't think Art Nouveau is the right thing I want to say. I, I know, you know what you're saying, but I, you know I think and I think John David Washington, if, if we're comparing him to his father, for example. Yeah. Um. I think he will have the benefit, at least in this stage of his career. Um, having better scripts presented to him than his father, you know, during that time. So I, I think it'll be very interesting to see what his development is like compared to Denzel's at this stage of his career, because he he's probably going to have opportunities that Denzel did not have before, Absolutely. just just because of the nature of where Hollywood was at the time. Right. So I'm 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 very excited to see where both of these. This actually makes me want to maybe pay twenty dollars to watch Tenet. Um, no. 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 Okay. No. Fair mm-hmm. enough. All right. No. Um. Let's see. What else? What else I got here? Uh. Oh. Oh. We should mention. Um. Biden pushed through the stimulus plan. Okay. Um. Uh. Kamala was the uh deciding vote in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Appropriately enough. Thank you, Stacey Abrams. Thank you, Stacey Abrams. Uh. Hit her with the air horns, please. Now, that they push through, which means that there will probably they're, they're probably in the works of getting whatever the next payment is out. Because mm-hmm. um, you know the next thing is they, they're trying to do it monthly, which would be amazing. Because I do not want to go back to work. <laughs> I, I, and I, that I, is the problem. I'm just I'm just saying the numbers out there are stupid in Houston, and Greg Abbott is just basically shoving everyone out into the cold like Tiny Tim. It's weird. But he wants to do monthly. That's next. But right now, he, he he's at least pushed through for the next payment. Um, I, I, I forget all of what's in that plan. But here's what I think he did. I think the Biden team has the GOP's menta- psychology down better than they think. See, for a while, the boogeyman was... Another stimulus payment, two thousand dollars or fourteen hundred, mm-hmm. which is most likely going to be fourteen hundred. That's going to be a sticky situation for years to come. Biden lied. Biden didn't lie. Whatever. Um. So that was the boogeyman for the GOP, mm-hmm. paying people more money that, according to them, we don't have. I don't remember anyone arguing about where the money was going to come from when they wanted to build a fucking wall for Correct. Donald Trump. Um, having said that, what Biden did, I, what I think he did, was create another boogeyman scarier than paying people $1,400. And in this case, the new boogeyman is raising minimum wage to $15. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Heaven forbid people have something that resembles a living wage. You know what? Let's cut them that check. Heaven forbid. You, heaven forbid you, you, you don't get to still talk to people stupid for leaving, the, leaving an I out of your name on the cup at Starbucks. <laughs> um, raising the minimum wage to $15 sounds like the most, for, for GOP adjacent people, sounds like the most unconscionable, most reckless way to spend money and ruin the economy and ruin things for people uh, in the middle class that they could ever conceive, which is why I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, and they will never be afraid of anything in that stimulus plan that Biden just pushed out. They will never be afraid of anything more than they'll be afraid of raising the minimum wage in America. So you have to make them so afraid of that Spending fourteen hundred dollars to to make someone happy for a month or two, if that is is the least they can do. One time, not even a month or two. That one time. So, fast forward a, a few more months, Biden will come up with something that they are more afraid of than the minimum wage, which is probably going to be something like making Bernie Sanders the the the, the budget czar. <laughs> And, and and us all just swearing our allegiance to Karl Marx. Just putting, yeah, putting Bernie Sanders in charge of health and human services. <laughs> <laughs> and then raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars will seem like a placebo to them. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, I, I think they've got the psycho, the psychology of these people down a little better than people are giving them credit for. Politics is stupid. <sighs> to quote. To quote the ever psychotic Shepard Smith, politics is weird and creepy. <laughs> and, and I know now lacking anything resembling reality. Where is Shepard Smith? Is he still on Fox? Um, I don't know. It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I just I just want to see how he's doing because he was the one dude on Fox that was just like, man, I'm, I'm not really. Shep was, you know, I'm not I'm not with the shits. As much as I hate Fox News, Shep was giving it up. <laughs> Shep, and Shep had his his share of stupid shit he'd say. Absolutely. But when you had and, and he was in the era of Glenn Beck. <laughs> I think Lou Dobbs just lost his. Just, I think Lou Dobbs Lou, just got fired. Yep, he just got fired, as posted by the Lou Dobbs Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, I love to see that that whole generation is just falling apart. Yeah, that that whole. That whole thing that they've set up there is just completely coming apart in the in the era of post Trump. Everything from two thousand one up until now, just just get them all out of there. Just falling to pieces. And the next thing I need to hear is that uh, Steve Ducey has been bitten by the chupacabra. Let's go. <laughs> just anything. Um. So there, there's that. What else? Um. Random mess. Carucci and Victor Cruz broke up. Um, which which confirms as an average as as one of the average regular people, one of the average looking people, it confirms my theory that has always made me sleep better at night about the beautiful people is that no matter how fine you are, you are getting on someone at home's fucking nerves. Absolutely, you can take that. However you want in terms of Karuchi. 
You can take that however you want in terms of Victor Cruz. No matter how good looking you are, there is someone ready to tear your fucking head off and is completely sick of you. Just we, like everyone else. And what we also know is Chris Brown is probably already in those DMs. Chris Brown <laughs> is cackling. He is a he is assembled he has assembled the, the 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 United League of fuck niggas at the table like Voldemort assembling the Death Eaters. He wants he's looking for ideas. He's look it's a pitch meeting. It's a fuck nigga pitch meeting for what the next DMs are gonna sound like. Yeah. Let me tell you who's at this table. Future's at this table. Of course. Ray J's at this table. Absolutely. And if Ray J's at the table, that means Safari's at the table. Probably TI. TI has shown up. Did I say future? Yeah, that was the future. first one you said. That was the first one. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's the president and CEO. Stevie J has made a senior. <laughs> has, he is he is he's one of the senior benefactors. Stevie J has made an appearance for this. <laughs> They've all shown up to counsel Chris Brown through the fuck shit. So, so far, so far, all they've conjured up is uh, what's the boy's name from The Simpsons that goes <laughs> Nelson. Yeah, they've only gotten they they like <laughs> they've just sent a Nelson meme so far, just as a preemptive shot. Oh no, they got the principal from The Simpsons. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, all I know is keep a look at the comment section and the shade room and uh, uh, and Karuchi's comment section for at least the next two weeks. <clears throat> It's gonna be funny. That's all I know. That's all. That, that's all I care about as far as as far as cuffing season this year. Danny Lay and the baby broke up. There you go. So there's your shot. <laughs> Danny Lay. Danny Lay took a lot of L's in one month for that shit not to last five minutes past that. How has it even been a month? <laughs> Danny Lay took the whole of January took L's. And fucked up. And now she has nothing to show for it. She has a video. I should listen to one of her singles. It's pretty good. I I probably like her music more than I should. Uh, I've gotten clowned in certain circles for saying that. Um, It won't last long. I mean, stick to your guns because in another two weeks, people are going to go, who? Yeah, I mean, you know. Now, I can say there. B. Simone has assembled her league of desperate hurt women <laughs> at the table. Uh oh. And they need to know how and, and they need to know how to move. They need to call in. Who is at this table? Janae has made a special appearance. Jasmine Sullivan is at the head of the table. Jasmine Sullivan no no, well mm, mm, No. Mm. There's a lot. Mary J. Blige is like a Hall Mary of Fame. Mary J. Blige is definitely there. With um, a, a necklace made of Kendu's teeth. <laughs> Keisha Cole is a consultant. Keisha Cole has come on for uh, for a small consulting fee. Um, uh, there's definitely a few people there. Her is are... doing the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they've definitely they've definitely assembled a lot uh... of hurt women at this table. Um, Ariana Grande has showed up for shits and giggles. Uh... She showed up pretending to be black, uh, Mexican. <laughs> um, yeah, she got that self tanner going. <laughs> um, there was one more thing I wanted to say before we go to break. So, 
I don't, you know, I don't really watch. I don't. Well, I'll say I don't watch the the MTV rotation of music videos that uh-huh. happens once in a blue moon. Uh-huh. So I don't know what is considered MTV hot or uh-huh. that circle of like what what the top singles are or whatever. I woke up early on Saturday and they show and they kind of had a little hour lightning round of kind of the the main hot videos. Oh, they actually showed videos in MTV. They actually showed videos wow. right before uh 8 hours of ridiculousness. <laughs> um that's really the only thing on the MTV. That's literally what happens. <laughs> it's either that or Teen Mom. Don't even get me started on how I've nope. fallen into the Teen nope. Mom thing. Nope. So, none of those women are teen anymore. All of them are hitting 30. Um, <laughs> and that's called Teen Mom OG. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anymore. I so, I'm watching, so, I'm watching what videos are hot. And I see Justin Bieber. Stay with me. Currently? Currently. Stay with me here. He has a song called Holy. Now, I listened to it. I had to listen, I had to listen to it outside of and I'm saying all this for a reason. I had to listen to it outside of the the video. But I have to say. Justin Bieber might really, he might really be on this spiritual path. I'm saying this for a reason. It's this song, it's this song, the video is basically about people that have been, um, that have been, that have become newly destitute, um, because of, uh, COVID and basically him and his, uh, bizarrely attractive black girlfriend are out on the street and Wilmer Valderrama who is a soldier coming home, brings them brings them home and has dinner with their family, basically. Uh, first, second of all, Will Navarro-Rama, who in the fuck did he start looking like a grown man? I'm going to start by saying I don't buy it. <laughs> I, well, no, and here's, here's the reason. At first, I was very like, okay, here we go. I will say this. And also... He wanted y'all to know how serious he was because he brought out the one rapper that is never afraid to go say his name if you love him. Lecrae? Chance the Rapper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I say all this for a reason. I have been very... I have clowned Justin Bieber hard on this podcast. Yeah. I will probably continue to clown Justin Bieber hard. Oh, I am. And it is it is easy for me to be skeptical of his uh, more spiritual turnaround because we've seen it before with other artists. Uh, we've seen it before with black artists. However, I'll never, and this is the most I'll probably talk about religion personally. Um, as a Christian, I'm also pre predisposed. To believe in the curative the the curative abilities of the Bible of believing in the Judeo Christian God, that one of the main tenets is that people can change. I am not a hundred percent convinced, but I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because that is what I would want someone to do for me. 
I can see that. And I'm saying this not just because of that. I'm saying this because something about this touched something genuine with me. <clears throat> Despite me being weirded out that Fez from that 70s show now looks like a real grown adult man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got the permanent 5 o'clock shadow shit going on wow. that happens after you're 30. Wow. So I'm willing to give Justin the benefit of the doubt, even though he will also still always be the little boy who sang One Less Lonely Nigger in my head. I'm willing to resolve those two things. At least, I'm not even giving him an appeal hearing. <laughs> Yet. I'm, he's not even getting an appeal here. I'm willing, I'm willing to go, okay, tell me more. We'll see. I, I tell me more is one of those things where it's like I haven't walked away yet. Much like anyone else, you know, I'll see if this spirituality is just not a gateway into him being popular again, or you know, like really popping. Yeah, yeah. And you know, once he becomes, because bad example. Remember R. Kelly? You know, he did "Step in the Name of Love" and started oh. doing a bunch of, you know. He did that whole yeah. save me joint. Yeah. And then when that didn't work out, he went back then to Then he went right back to square one. Went back to titties and TP three reloaded. And, you know, child molestation. Oh. So I'm just saying, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll That's see. fair. I don't I don't care enough about Justin to really pass judgment. But, but same. We'll see. I'll probably never hear a song willingly again. Like I happened across that. And unless I happen across another one, I probably won't hear another one. He's better than G-Eazy. So oh, boy. And we'll talk about G-Eazy another day. <laughs> I'll oh, my that. God. G-Eazy. No, no, we're not doing that. No. We're going to do a special We're gonna do a special recurring thing called G-Eazy Must Be Stopped. Shit. <laughs> when can we start? G-Eazy Must Be Stopped at all costs. Um, let's take a little break. We've we run a little long. Let's take a little break. Be back in there with more, with more Opinions While Black. This is Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, I am drunker than I plan to be. Feel a little tingly. I, I do. I, it's true. I, I wasn't ready. When, you, when, you, when we took the break, I wasn't ready to get up. Yeah, that last pour was, again, I never saw, saw anyone say, that's a strong pour and continue <laughs> <Keep> pouring. pouring. <laughs> that's usually not a good sign. Um, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Mm. So, Randall sent me this one. This, this was funny. Um, an IRS security guard saw a sheriff walk into the office, ask a legitimate question, and when they when the IRS when the IRS security guard stopped him and told him he had to um relinquish his his sidearm, his weapon, he wasn't willing to do that. Because there's no, because there's in in no universe can a security guard ask you to give up give up your weapon as a sheriff and you just have to do it. Right, and, and let's 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 be very clear, okay? A black a black sheriff a black sheriff on duty 
in uniform. In uniform, okay? It it's they described him as a man with a gun. And right. they, that they asked to remove the gun. Right. Um again, anywhere that you've been in the world, even if there's a sign on the door that says no firearms allowed, it's I think it's just most people generally understand that an on-duty law enforcement officer is is exempt from that. Yeah. And again, this man came in and asked a question about his taxes. <laughs> and wasn't even there that long. It wasn't even there. And, and when the guy said, you know, you need to remove your farm, he was like, no. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and leave, man, because you, you're really tripping right now. Because you don't want this problem. Yeah. That's exactly that. That walk away is the you is the nigga version of I am about to save your life. And he started walking away. And the, and of course, this white man pushed the issue. And followed him out. Called the police. Yeah. And said this man with a gun is just standing here and he won't do what I'm telling him. The man is trying to leave. The man is trying to stop being your problem. Right. And he wouldn't let him leave. And wouldn't let him leave even though he's on the phone telling him I asked him to leave, he wouldn't. Again, a uniformed officer on duty. (laughs) You know... The cops showed up. <laughs> the cops showed up and figured out that this dude was a sheriff and let this man go about his business. And arrested the security guard. <laughs> One, which they should have. Which they should have. Let me tell you something. This is, I was watching this movie, Richard Jewell. You watch that shit? No. Richard Jewell is this, is, this, is this backwater, dumpy security guard who just so happened to find a bomb at an Olympic event. Oh, that one. And... He was a hero for all of five minutes until Don Draper found a way to blame it all on him <laughs> and assumed that he was just one of these Reno 911-ass cops trying to uh, trying to look like a hero. That's what I get. That's the vibes yeah. I get from this dude. This dude's going to have a, a fake a, a pipe, bomb, a pipe mm-hmm. bomb somewhere and be trying to warn people. I, that's, that's the vibes I get. Yeah. It, it, it was just like, he should have he should have knocked his ass out, and he would have been well within the law. Yeah. He's not letting him leave. If that was anybody, else, it, I was just you know I'll just keep that short and say black people don't have those problems. We, they no, black people don't have those problems because they have much worse problems. Right. <laughs> I, I, what I loved about it was just how unfazed. The deputy was by the whole. He was just like, man, if you don't get that shit out of my man, face, you better shut up talking to me, bro. The, guy, the dude had the gun drawn on him and everything. He was he was like moving the gun out the way he was said, like, man, nigga, if you don't Please. quit playing, sir, man. quit playing, sir. The safety is on. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I need you. I need you to rethink every step that brought you to this moment. You right playing now. right now, son? Like, <laughs> Because if you don't, I'm gonna make you rethink it. Just to look at the other cops when they walked in, they were like, "Boy, if you don't, come on, man." So we have a submission from our uh, white people must be stopped correspondent, Chef Allen. What up, Chef? Um, greetings, gentlemen. I'm gonna show you the picture in a second. Can y'all discuss this fuckery? See the attached image. I'm gonna show Randall the attached image. Okay. Go ahead and get a look at that. 
Now, describe to the people what it is you're saying. It looks like a police vehicle. Yes. The caption says, police reform, please. And police reform implicates painting a police car with the likenesses of Harriet Tubman, Michael Pinball Clemens. Michael Pinball Clemens, who was a a, uh, Toronto football player. Okay. From back in the day, he played for the Argonauts, I believe. And this is is this Dunham or Durham regional? This is That's Durham. Canada. The one the one the one on top is Toronto. Okay. The one on the bottom is Durham. The one on the bottom is Durham, North Carolina, and that one has a, in, in in their commemoration of Black History. They've painted their vehicle with Martin Luther King, um, and. Two black women that I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm also not familiar with them. I can say I know enough to say that this is almost believable, considering that uh, this this is Durham, the home of Duke. Um, so police reform means putting black people on the cars. Yeah, a Duke graduate came up with that. Oh, I guarantee. That's you. why I fuck with UNC. <laughs> Not that I want to center whack whiteness this early on a Sunday, but these blackface plastered squad cars started popping up in the last couple of weeks, and I was immediately reminded of this incident, and of course several like it over the years, that happened last August, where an unarmed black man fleeing at what you can only call at what you can only call a slow jog in the middle of a Kansas field with nothing between him and fucking Canada gets mowed down vehicular manslaughter style. And somehow survives. And now I can't stop imagining the uh, future of black folks being run down by the faces of Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. <laughs> these these hypocritically insidious displays are the worst kinds of performative or reformative activism. And they need to be fucking stopped. Best chef. Hashtag white people must be stopped. Um, That's only a shade not as bad as like... The FBI putting MLK on their vehicles. Man. You know? I'm just saying. That's that's like Nancy Pelosi wearing Wakandan garb. Right. <laughs> that's what this is. And it's, again, it's a new wave of what we got over the summer last year of of people give, of white people giving us things that we didn't ask for instead of the actual reform we did ask for. We literally just don't want to be shot. Like if y'all could, if y'all could just do that, if y'all could just do that, that would be a huge step in the right direction. I don't feel better about being murdered because the car you ran up on me on um, has the Black Panther on. It. Right. That doesn't help me out at all. At all. I'm still dead. You know, you can't drive up on me singing all the stars and and then shoot me dead <laughs> in the street, and I'm fine with it. That's I not just, gonna happen. Like literally, y'all. It just it just involves y'all not actually killing us. That's it. It's, That's really it, it. It's quite simple. Okay, okay not uh, so bad a pour. Okay, that one wasn't as strong. That was a decent pour, right? I was, I was, a, I was a little concerned. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Um, all that to say, uh, send your racist, uh, send your racist uh, white people stories, send your real life racist encounters along with. Anything you've missed in the news, anything you think we've missed in the news, um, your uh, listener letters, 
questions for myself and D. Randall. Uh, apparently, advice we get it. We get it, we get people asking us for advice now. Uh, send all that to opinionswildblack at gmail. We out here drinking and y'all asking us for. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That's your loss. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> opinionswildblack at gmail or visit the new and improved opinionswildblack.com uh, where you can find uh, ways to buy merch. Uh, you can find ways to find us and listen to us on all our various on all the various streaming services and find out anything you want to know about um, the Least Sober Team and Podcast. Mm. We'll be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I gotta tell you, I'm feeling good. I made tea before coming here. And I have to tell you, I made the tea just sweet enough to disguise uh, the liquor here, which is potent and significant. (laughs) And I gotta tell you, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I've reached the bottom of this glass and there's, there's no Coke left. Oh shit! Um, that and, and that doesn't say well for me because I'm on my like third round yeah. now. <laughs> uh, it is time for your listener letters. Yes, uh, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, Flawed Glory on uh, Facebook asks, "That's a dope name, right?" Asks why. I love when people do that. You know, she asked why that. Is the eternal question. That is the question. And I I think if people ask that more often, we'd be a lot better off. I will be be honest with you. My answer in most of these cases is usually because, Flawed Glory, people are stupid. Mm -hmm. And someone tried to convince me that people weren't stupid after people super spreading over a Bow Wow concert. And um, you can pretty much imagine... Conversation ended there. Um, I can say most of my thinking these days is for two reasons. Uh, when when we talk about why, one is because at the end of the day, everybody everybody's just trying their best to make it work, like everybody else. I keep I try to keep that in mind as much as possible. And two, because people, when put together in large groups are stupid. They're not smart. They get together in hive, in large hives, they don't make good decisions. Yeah. I've seen this in retail. Anyone who has worked retail will agree with me mm-hmm. that they have seen one person go go to get in line to check out. 50 more people will go will will see that, think about it, go get in line to check out like he did. Yeah. And wonder why the line is so fucking long. Yes. I've seen it. People move, when people get together in large groups, they move in large groups. And when people start moving in large groups, and there's no defined leadership of who's of who's who's whose cue we should be following, bad decisions begin. Always. My favorite in retail is always people who form a line where there's no line where to be the, formed. 
at the fucking airport. I mean, this used to happen at Target all the time, especially if there was a release of something that was really popular. Yeah. And we would tell people, like, and like they were like, where's the line for it? No, there's no line. It's not even available right now. Okay, well, I'm just going to stand here until they bring it out. Okay, so just so you know, this is not a line. You're just standing here. Five minutes later, there are 10 people standing behind them, and they're telling people, oh, by the way, the line starts back here. And I would come out, and I would go, there is actually no line. There is no line. Well, where are we supposed to well, stand? Line? Just, there is no line. Just hang out, y'all. Just, we'll let you know. Yeah, but I was here first. Good. Okay. Uh, are you going to remember me if I come back up? To, I, no. Why? I'm going to tell you right up front. No. Why? Probably you all not. look alike. I, especially if, yeah, if it's white people, y'all look alike and I'm not going to remember that shit. Um. Thank you for that flaw, Glory. Every now and then we need a why. Every day. We need to ask you ourselves that every day. Uh, David Santiago. God damn it. <laughs> Nothing heavy today. Oh, okay. But are y'all as hyped uh, are y'all as hyped as I am about the implications of this last episode of WandaVision? Because holy shit. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me give this a one hundred percent. Um Yeah, a lot of shit's a lot of shit's happening. A lot of shit that I was kind of excited. I didn't. <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't think I was going to be as excited about it. Yeah. Um. I think we're at a point. I can just go ahead and say spoiler alert here. Um, spoiler alert. The appearance of Evan Peters, uh, as quote unquote recasted Quicksilver. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm not a big fan of Evan Peters Quicksilver at all, for various reasons. Um. I pretty much only like Evan Peters in American Horror Story. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that the descent into madness in WandaVision has just they've taken all the, they've taken all the security blankets off. Wanda doesn't give a fuck and I love it. I yep. does not give a fuck. That was the that was a, they sent a drone in after her. She yeah. just comes out holding the drone in her hand. Is this your shit? You, you shot a missile. You shot a missile at me. All right, bet. Let me turn these guns on you. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that was going to go another way because uh, they were setting it up in that episode specifically to remind you that uh, director Tyler Hayward is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they set it up very yeah. early that he that he was going to be. A complete knob in this in this instance, despite the episode before being super cool to Monica Rambo. Nah, that was just the the banana in the tailpipe. Of course. Uh, so you know, I thought that was going another way. Shout out to everyone who immediately texted me this week, asking me what the implications of this was. Um, also, shout out to whoever I saw at seven a.m. Go, oh shit, Wandavision. To which I was like, yep, let me stay off the internet until I watch it. And, and Randall texted me yep. and was like, there are spoilers coming. Yep. And what he didn't realize was that I had gotten up 30, 30 minutes earlier. Just when I saw Wanda's name trending. Yeah. To watch it. I kid you not. Right before I went to my right before I went to my father's service. Yeah. That's how that's how invested in this shit I was. Uh, I was literally combing my hair out. God, that's a thing I have yeah. to do now. Um, I was literally combing my hair out, watching WandaVision at like 7 o'clock or 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. 
because I knew. And once I saw the end, I was like, oh, boy, I saved myself. Yeah. The guys were trying to get me to watch it after we played Call of Duty. Y'all was like, man, I ain't gonna, man, we we not gonna hop on until like probably nine o'clock tonight. Fuck mm-hmm. all that. Nah. All the spoilers gonna be out. Not Y'all gonna be able to make it. Yeah. Um, I'm um I'm a little surprised they didn't go get the other guy. Well, here's but here's that's he, actually her husband in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh, the other guy, the the one that died. Yeah. 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 Well, but here's the implication though. So, obviously, this this paves a possible opening for the X Men, because that this particular Quicksilver appeared in the X Men movies. Yeah. So that's for me. That's the exciting part is that that paves the way for those Fox properties finally to be seen in in the MCU. And whether the it's multiverse, whether it's a multiverse thing or whether it's remember her powers are from the Reality Stone. So yeah. her, she she has she bends reality. So maybe correct. She has a, a way of permanently altering reality. Who knows? But for me, and this is what I explained to people, I was like, if you've been keeping tabs with the whole Marvel, Fox, you know, property Cross ownership over. thing, this is this is the first time that one of those Fox properties appears in the MCU. And they've been very quiet Oh, about anything X-Men related. Yeah. Mum's the word. We don't know what we're doing. Intentionally. Which, which for me, leads me to believe that either between this or Doctor Strange, we'll see more of that pop into, you know, come into play. Um, Definitely after Doctor Strange, because we'll know what the vibes are by then. So I'm even at a point now where I'm not only avoiding spoilers, I'm also avoiding rumors. Because one guy in one of the threads that I'm in was like, yeah, I remember they they announced, uh, you know, Evan Peters in the casting call a couple of months back for this blah blah blah. I was like, see, if I would have known that, then this whole shit would have been spoiled for me. So, if I if I didn't write for Black Nerd Problems, I would be avoiding more. I need to be avoiding more rumors too because I know way too much about what's going to happen in Spider Man Three. I don't know shit. Um, I, I look, there's I, there's one thing that I did that I did want to know that does have me excited. There's a certain someone who allegedly has been seen on set. Yeah. I won't. I, I won't give you that one. I mean, there, there. If it has anything to do with Jamie or Doc Ock or the no. previous two Spider Men, then not that much I've I've heard. Don't want to hear anything else. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they, yeah. They've so already I'm, said I'm, too much. I agree. Way too much. I mean, way too much. Like, don't tell me any casting shit. Stop. Anyway, that I'm not gonna go. Down I shouldn't that. have known about Doc Ock. I shouldn't have known that. Yeah. Sorry. Um. No, no, I'm saying in general, like, they, oh. they shouldn't have been, like, that shouldn't be something we should know. Like, hit that shit a surprise. Right. We ain't got to know all that. The, the the blogs give away most of the movie now. Yeah. Uh, and and that's part of the challenge of making these movies. Now you have to stay ahead of the know-it-alls. Who are like, well, this happened in the comics, so obviously they're leaning this way. And I don't, I don't want to know that. I don't, I don't need a whole, huge, I, I know y'all fighting for these Google AdSense dollars. I don't need a whole uh, a whole twenty minute video on who Catherine Hahn is in Wandavision. I don't need. Yeah, that. like if 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 the if the recap video is longer than the actual episode, I'm not watching it. Oh, actually, I'm not watching a recap video anyway. Yeah, same. Also, what's being understated in the Wandavision is they are doing the best fucking job of capturing the nuances of sitcoms in the various eras. Oh my goodness! They are on point with it. This this one was so eighties. Family matters, step by step. Family ties. Family ties. I was way too lit about them taking the opening from Family Ties, mm-hmm. 
with 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 them painting with them painting vision. Yeah. That I was way too lit about that. And then the the whole thing with the with 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 them with the baby pictures. Yeah. <laughs> you had to you had to be watching very closely for baby vision. Yes. That was amazing. And then they show vision in the turkey in the in the in the Thanksgiving costume yeah. holding the babies. That's so good. I, it, they like they really nailed the essence of the sitcom. They really did. And this is really kind of a this is a kind of a borderline genius way of storytelling that that I I, I could not have predicted. Like, I didn't expect this from Marvel. Right. Like like in, in any other facet, this would not be considered as deep. But the fact that they're using this in a Marvel property is mm-hmm. pretty incredible, and the fact yeah. that it's very effective, yes, and keeping people in the dark still is amazing. Yeah. Also, again, I can't stress this enough. Tiana Paris as a uh, Monica Rambeau is fucking um, so. Thanks for that, um, Marisha Johnson as let's see, what does it say? Cooking show on OnlyFans. What are you watching? So I don't know how to take this. Um, I don't know if this means that she is watching a cooking show on OnlyFans and wants to know what I'm watching. Or if there were a cooking show on OnlyFans, what cooking show would I be watching? Let's take I, the latter. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, if there were a cooking show on OnlyFans, because I think that's the more fun one, um... Out of, my, I would probably be watching Jordan Woods only fans. I was gonna say it. it Jordan can cook. I, Jordan look like, and just some of the shit she, because you know her whole thing is fitness and meal prepping and all that. Mm-hmm. I would be very interested to see some of her meal prepping tendencies. Cardi B has only fans. I would want to see what Cardi's cooking because she's Dominican, <laughs> so she, so you know she's cooking it up. She's Dominican in New York. I who, think she lives in Atlanta. Now, who was broke at one point. Who was broke and stripping at one point. <laughs> Bruh. She cooking her ass off. She another one cooking her ass off. Um, there are a couple of porn personalities I'm curious about. Um, and how they stay looking so good into the, into their into their old age. Um, that have OnlyFans that I may or may not follow. <laughs> Um, I'm always curious as to I'm like I'm always curious as to how they stay looking just fucking incredible. Um, I would definitely follow. I I would, like Naomi Banks. I'd follow her on OnlyFans. I would follow her. Um, uh, she hasn't. I mean, she hasn't done real shit in years. But if she if she did that on OnlyFans, I'd probably go for that. There's some people that like, despite them being gorgeous, that. I suspect can cook their ass off. Yeah. Ari Lennox has shrunk to nothing. She could probably cook. She could probably cook her motherfucking ass off. Um uh I if I would say I would say Wheezy could probably could probably cook. I'm surprised you haven't said Lizzo yet. Lizzo, that's kind of understood. Just because and you know, she you know, Lizzo this has been all her workout shit. She she got on the treadmill and sped it up and sang one of her songs while she was doing it. 
just to show y'all suck my dick I'm not out of shape. Y'all can't do this. I'm saying, you know she can cook. You know she can cook her fucking ass off. Man, she cook her ass off. Actually, I know I, she can. I would I would watch Megan Thee Stallion make breakfast food. My God. Remember the last time Megan Thee Stallion made breakfast breakfast food? <laughs> to yummy? <laughs> All that shit looked delicious. Yes. And I, I've actually watched her. Even, even, like, she watches her... She watches her calorie intake more than she lets on. So I've seen some of the shit that she cooks like on her stories. Mm. Yeah, she's from most city. We're all watching her calorie intake. She's... <laughs> yeah, she's from most city. Yeah. yeah. Willow Ridge is finest. <laughs> <laughs> she probably um, delicious. The Real Housewives of Willow Ridge. <laughs> um, let's see what we got here. What is the best TV duo Hal Allen wants to know? Best TV duo. Yes. That's a tough one. Mm. I kind of have mine in my head, to be fair. Martin Hart and Rustin Cole. I could watch season one of True Detective over and over and the fuck over and never get sick of it. Ah, That's a tough one. Um, I was thinking a different direction. I was going to say Martin, Martin Payne and Pam. From the Martin yeah. show. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of them. That man, they see, are that, pretty good when they team up. That's one of those questions you gotta you gotta prepare for because Martin uh, Hart and Rustin Cole are my, for me as a as a as an adult watching premium television mm-hmm. is like for me what people watched back in the day of like Christopher Lee, Sherlock Holmes, and yeah. Watson, and those like episodes that were movie length everybody forgets that they used to have the movies or they used to have those those episodic movies almost mm-hmm. where it's all it's a tv series but the shit isn't is the shit's like an hour and 30 minutes long yeah martin hart and rustin cole are wonderful they are an amazing team if you've never watched season one of true detective you have to yeah, because you've got because first of all you've got these actors who are both in their like who are who are both kind of in the prime of their second season of acting where they've kind of evolved from just being good looking white boys to like premier actors like Matthew McConaughey was like wanted to be taken seriously yeah and so you've got his character which is just perpetually in the spirit world or something. Whether it's in the spirit in in the spirit world meditating over meditating to an image of a god he does not believe in, uh, in his in his house with nothing in it but a but a fold out bed, or you have Martin Hart, who thinks he is the all American the all American white boy, but is actually a terrible human being <laughs> who cannot stop talking about himself. Yeah, the 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 summation of his explanation of how of who Martin Hart is is when he's in the interview room and they're like, everybody's a certain kind of person. Everybody's a certain kind of steady. And, you know, Rust Rust was a steady was a steady kind of guy. He was a he he wasn't he wasn't a typical guy. They were like, well what kind of guy are you? I think you're I think I'm basically your typical your typical type dude with a big ass dick. That's him. That's that's him. 
And that's why everybody either loves him or hates him. Yeah. Including and especially his wife. Um there are a lot of there are a lot of duos. Um Jim and Dwight from the office. Jim and Dwight are incredible. Really Jim would you know, Dwight with a lot of people was yeah. incredible. Dwight and Michael were great. Also good. Cause that was more of that was that was a very strange friendship. Yeah. That they both were completely fine with, but was completely toxic and abusive of each other. Yeah. Jack Bauer and Chloe in 24. <laughs> you mean him just always yelling at Chloe? Damn it, Chloe! <laughs> um, the office has some really good bonds and connections between people because those actors are so good. Yeah. And you could put literally any of them together and you would get a great scene. Yeah. Down to Phyllis. There was that great scene where Dwight is just moping about Angela marrying Ed Helms and he's still under the under the impression that nobody knows that him and Angela were fucking mm-hmm. and she's like you know I know and then looks <laughs> at the camera you know they know <laughs> and it was and it was so and it was just such a great meta moment yeah where he and he starts unpacking it but he acts like he's talking to himself and it's still like shut up yeah Rain Wilson is wonderful. I just say Rain Wilson is incredible, and it worked better for him than in the moments where Michael started wanting to be everybody's friend. Yeah, that was a little weird. But I'm. By the way, guys, I'm still getting through the office. I'm in like I'm in like season six. I'm in season six right now. Where like I think I think that's one. Like uh, Pam just got pregnant. So oh yeah, you got like three more seasons to go. (laughs) Right, right. Idris Elba just left. Oh. That was wonderful. Idris Elba was brilliant. I'm very well of the way, very well aware of the fact of the the effect that I have on women. And I love that they brought him on as the counter to. I, I guess I I don't know the fandom at the time as well, mm. but I can guess that everyone loved Jim. And Absolutely, he came on as a counter that just perpetually hates Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time, even at the cookout, even at the at the picnic, the company picnic, he was just taking pieces out of him. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but yeah, a lot of great duos came out of office. Um, cuz those are because those people are so good. And you can put Steve Carell with anybody. Yeah. Um Maybe the wire had some good had some good partnerships. I mean Snoop and Chris. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh. Oh. Um, I think I think I think you just need to ask me what show and I can tell you which duo is the best on the show cuz there's there's a ton of them. Honestly, um just for the 90s, we don't talk enough, well maybe we talk too much about it. Um Torres and Williams. That was the shit back New York Undercover. Oh. That was the shit back then. See. I that got, was the duo. I got in trouble the other day for not being on my New York Undercover. Everybody no. wanted no, to be Torres. No, it was my t- it was 21 Jump Street that I got Jump I got chewed out on. Everybody yeah. wanted to be Torres and JT. Yeah. Um who well, I don't know. That Malik Yoba shit hasn't aged well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um Let's see. Uh, Karen Karen Caldwell asked that girl that put the gorilla glue in her head. Why'd she have to be black? Um. 
What? Karen. What, what? I love our people. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What else is she? I mean, look. Karen, we love our people. I love that you love our people. And I think you've I think you've been black and cognizant of your community and smart and educated long enough to know that that woman wasn't going to be anything else but black. Yeah. White people have the have the monopoly on all different kinds of shit. Doing stupid things and making bad choices. One thing that we black people have the monopoly on is doing wild shit with our hair. You should remember the time when Dallas niggas just showed up with nothing but a large afro in the back of their head. They, they, they still do that. They what? They still do that. They still do that. They still, shit? Do, they still do the booty fade. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. They still do that. So for those of y'all that don't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's like the black version almost of a mullet. There's just like it could be just a regular fade. All over your head on top. And in the back, in the bottom where you're supposed to taper that shit off, it's just a giant afro back there just at the bottom. Google booty fade. Booty fade. Yeah. Business is literally the black version of business in the front, party in the back. It is the polar opposite of the south side. Fade. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to ever have a real conversation about the south side fade? I don't at- think their conversation, I don't think there's a conversation that needs to be had. I, I th- what would you like to talk about? I think niggas were getting got over on with the Southside fade. Oh, absolutely. The Charlie Brown, I call it. Absolutely. Just a patch of hair up there. Just, just hey, a- just cut it all off, you know? <laughs> you might as well just finish the job. But as, as a resident of the Southside, I have to be supportive of our native customs and traditions. I, but but is that a is that a native custom? Because if you go if you go up up north. Especially on the East Coast, they call that an uptown fade. Well, I just know where I'm from. <laughs> I just know I'm from the South Side. And it's called you the gonna South hold Side. You're going to hold it down for you. South, right? Yeah, South Side going to hold it down. You know what I, I'm saying? I don't know what they do up in New York. They got boroughs and shit. First of all, it's the South Side that's going to hold it down. Hold it down. Yeah, South okay. Side going to hold it down. I, I apologize for my mispronunciation. Okay. Uh, Tales to Enrage on Twitter. Wants to know, as a white man with kids, when do I need to teach them about the N-word and why can't they say it but black people can? Now. Um, I started to seriously worry they'll hear it without context and think it's okay for them to say it. Immediately. If you should have been told them. Immediately. When they learned words. I, I mean, this, this needs to be a rite of passage for any conscious, woke white person. Um, this is, needs to be one of the first things you talk about when you're putting your child in school with other children. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. It's off limits all the time. No matter how good the song is, no matter who else in your class is singing it. Yeah. Because that's where they're going to hear it, is music. Yeah. They, and, and think about this. Think about when you were in school and the first time you heard bad words being used a lot. You know, that was in school. The the first Chances are the first time your kids hear the word nigger, it's going to be... In school, one hundred percent. Help them, help them get that understanding right now of it. Before it's too late. Before they come to you, like, Daddy, what's a nigger? And then you just have that that, no, that awkward. Gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be the black eye. They're gonna come home with yeah. the black eye. Yeah. 
and somebody had to explain that shit at the office. They had to explain with their hands. Real talk. Because uh, especially now. Now, yeah. in the era of social media, mm-hmm. the ass whoopers are coming fl- fast, furious, yep. and tax-free. Yes. Compliments of the house. Teach your kid immediately. Now. <laughs> now. You're teaching, consider, you're teaching, consider themselves being taught late. This is the remedial class for the N-word. Teach them now. Save them an ass whooping as quickly as you can. Let them listen to this segment. I don't, now I'm not, and I'm not wishing an ass whooping on anybody's child. Oh, no, no. We're not wishing it. We're trying I, to prevent one. Right. I'm right. We're just telling you what the vibes are out there and that, you know, just like just like in Fast and Furious, the people got tired of having their trucks trucks robbed and shit. Yeah. Uh, so just take matters into your hands before somebody else does it for you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I just don't let your kid be the next contestant yeah. on the shade room. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, euphonic. Oh, what up, euphonic? Uh, how many, how much more will it take before society breaks? Can there be peace? Uh, if Cheeto goes unconvicted, uh, the, the damage is done. The damage is done, whether or not he is vindicated or put under the prison. I a hundred percent. I think he's going to prison, um, or at least going to be convi- really conv- found guilty of this shit. Um, I don't think there's going to be an uprising one way or the other off of this. I think that has been countered, and I think the other side has told these people. Uh. It's not your time right now. Y'all have not read the room. We will drag you by your hair out of the airport. Yeah. So any any confidence that people have had that the shit is going to pop off is null and void. They had their fun no longer. Um, do I think there's ever going to... I don't think there's ever going to be really just unequivocal... I don't think there's going to be peace one way or the other. Nah, that's... That's not how America works. I think peace is statistically impossible. I, I don't. I don't we even sell think, gun cabinets. I think as long as there's any type of a difference of opinion, I don't. I don't really know what peace no. looks like. Um, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, it's been so long. We don't have that connect. We don't have that connect to go. Well, we can go back. To, well, well, we can just bring everything back to this era. We don't have that in America. Well, not in not in Western society at all. If you think about it, even I mean, has any society in the history of civilization ever known true peace? They've known it, but it was always countered. History happens: war, peace, revolution. Repeat. Mm -hmm. Right. We haven't had a long enough peace era. Even when people were just beating their chest about on TV. We've never, we haven't had in, in, in modern society a long enough era of peace to even start a conversation about it. But then, you know, that also gets into a deeper conversation about historically what, what does peace look like? A lot of times peace looks like a monarchy in which whoever's in power is uncontested. One thousand know? percent. So uh, that's why, that's why I say peace is just one of those words that I think, I, I, I I don't think we'll ever achieve what we believe true peace should look like. Um, well, now when people say peace, they just mean less guns. Yeah. And even that's not really working because look at the UK. I, I think more than anything, we should be striving for, for justice. 
I think we should be striving for those things in which, um, you know, people are treated more equitably and equally across the board. I just said the same thing twice, but that's cool. So I've been drinking. But, you know, things like, you know, stop shooting black people. Those are things that I think, you know, are certain forms of justice. Um, I don't I don't know, again, if peace is a reality in any type of system. I don't think peace is a reality in any type of democratic system no. where people can have opposing beliefs. No. But I just want people to stop shooting us. I, I would settle for that. As a start. I would settle for that. And then um, let's go from there. You know, so yeah, I... So when people when people really say peace, I think they're talking about less guns. And from what I can tell, that's not working anywhere where that's a thing. Um, thank you everybody for their uh, listener letters. I love the turnout on these now. I love that people really want to know what we think about this yeah. shit. Um, uh, while we're drunk, uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail is where you need to go. Um, if you want to ask us anything, of course you can find us on social media. If you want to know all our social media information, you go to opinionswildblack.com for that. It's time now for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! We have a runner up. Uh, some of these are a little identical to last week. Uh, runner up is Bow Wow. <laughs> um, the 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 chubby faced man child of uh, formerly known as Shad Moss, um, star of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. um, is wanting to make an album about his famous ex exes, his much more famous than him exes, including uh, Sierra, mm-hmm. Keisha Cole, and Angela Simmons. As in, he wants to name him by name? Yeah, he wants to do like the Ray J, I hit it first kind of thing. As in? Naming them, yeah. He wants to get sued for slander? <laughs> uh, first of all, why would you even why would you even announce something like that? Like, I've never seen somebody so happy to have not stayed in the pussy. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> like he, he really he really wants to base a whole album around not being in the pussy. How did that work out for Robin Thick? Yeah. See, see, see. The only person that this has ever worked out for in the history of music that I know about is Marvin Gaye. Here my dear was a classic. Not only was he out of that pussy, he didn't want anything else to do with that pussy. As a matter of fact, he did that in complete spite (laughs) of the opposing vagina. Is Marvin Gaye and and Lenny Kravitz the best thing that ever happened to Lenny Kravitz musically is Lisa Bonet taking the pussy away. Ever. The best thing that Ever happened to Lenny Kravitz on a musical level? I'm gonna play a Lenny Kravitz song next week just so y'all understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Is Lisa Bonet still fine, still fucking Jason Momoa, taking the pussy away? All of a sudden, the music stepped up to the next level. 
five. If listen to the listen to the album five, and you tell me that that is not a bop that could go hard right now, that could get you the pussy. I'm just saying that is not. Those are the only two artists in living memory that I know of were singing about not being in the pussy worked out for them. Maybe Christopher Francis Ocean. And that's and and he that may or may not be the pussy. Shad Moss does not have the talent to pull that off. No, no, <laughs> no. So he should just chill the fuck out. Um and stick to growing up hip hop at thirty three. Shut up <laughs> I, You know, I always wondered about that. How are you growing up hip hop when you're grown? <laughs> I mean, ask him, ask Johnny Blaze, ask any of them. When you have the heightened emotional maturity of a child. And ask Waka Flocka's fake, fake little brother. I, it's just, it, 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 growing up hip-hop is a weird show. I just, let me just put it that way. Um, ask Deb Atney. It, it's a lot going on there. Um, so, number three is Funkmaster Flex. Funkmaster Flex has made another return to the list. Um... That's motherfucking boys, nigga. You know nothing about that. He has to be one of the corniest people ever. The corniest in living memory. (laughs) And let me tell you, as much as I hate terrestrial radio, as many corny voices as I hear on terrestrial radio, Fuckmaster Flex is still at the top of the heap. It takes a lot for a nigga to be cornier than me, bro. Funkmaster Flex has gotten dragged on Clubhouse and other apps that I don't partake in uh, about getting his body done. And so he decided to out other artists that he that he believes or that he knows, according to him, that have gotten their body done, including Drake. This is the bitch-ass nigga in your third grade class. Mm. Who got in trouble for who got in trouble for jumping the fence to go get the soccer ball and named everyone else playing soccer that did not jump the fence and told them that I also went over two last week. Nope. I'm not the first one. Nope. That's why you went, because you said I was a pussy. <laughs> That's why you went. <laughs> Don't See, try it. Oh, he said pussy. Sure did. <laughs> you gonna get your ass beat after detention too. Oh, he said he gonna fight me. Sure did. <laughs> And you still got your ass beat after detention. <laughs> Nobody stopped you. Because uh, because third grade, they were still telling people, shut the fuck up. Nobody likes the tattletale. Yes. Funkmaster Flex, if this is not true, you're a bitch. Funkmaster Flex, if this is true, you're still a bitch. Nobody likes the tattletale. Also, Drake getting this body done turned out, be- turned out better for him because they still going to give him pussy. This nigga did a whole a, a whole commercial, uh, did a whole video uh, training at Nike headquarters with Odell Beckham. You. Yeah, you know he's yeah. still getting the pussy from Odell Beckham. <laughs> Today is a Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh man, <sighs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, man, don't don't try to body shame people just because you got body shame, man. Just right. 
just just take whatever you take. Take your L. Also, man. also, stop telling people your business. <laughs> it's that simple. We never had to do know you were getting your body done. I could I could tell you that there were a grand total of zero people that asked Funkmaster Flex if he was getting liposuction. Nobody asked. Nobody, Nobody cared. Know that. You could have told us all that you've just been quarantining and doing P90X, and we wouldn't. Not only would we not have known the difference, we wouldn't have cared enough we, to ask. We wouldn't have given a shit. Quit putting your business out there and then being mad when people drag you for it. Stop it. Think, especially things that we didn't want to know. Talk about the music. As a matter of right. fact, don't even do that because we don't care what you have to say about the music either. Hey, just just cut the middleman and shut the fuck up. Honestly. Honestly. Shut up! Cut the middle, man, and just chill the fuck out and shut the fuck up. It feels like we have to tell you this all the time, and it feels like it is just a testimony to you being one of the gatekeepers that needs to be the fuck out of here. Trash. Garbage. Number two, speaking of garbage, is Wendy Williams. So, um... So... Moonlight, uh, Moonlight, Curse of the Black Pearl Mummy number two in Pirates of the Caribbean uh, has been, on a, been on a tirade telling everybody how she used to fuck Method Man back in the day. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up because I think this is very important because Method Man's wife, Mrs. Smith, <laughs> is not amused. She was not with the shit. <laughs> Whatever the shits are, let me tell you something. Mrs. Smith was not with them. Uh, I will go ahead and I, 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 you know, I wanted to say that that we were running a little long, but y'all need to hear this. Uh, this is important news, uh, straight from uh, Mrs. Method Man herself. It's a lot to it's a lot to read, but I guarantee you, you will not regret hearing any of it. Uh, a statement from Tamika Smith, wife of Method Man. For years I have kept my silence while Wendy Williams launched constant verbal attacks against my husband, myself, and our family. In the past, I ignored her lies, innuendos, and blatant attempts to provoke us. But Wendy has proven again and again that she is incapable of any decency. Her obsession with our lives has reached a new low, and I'm tired of taking the high road. Uh, you're going to want to keep your finger on the button here. Okay. Just be ready. In obvious attempt to increase ratings for her sad biopic, uh, her struggling TV show, and her burnout career, Wendy is once again targeted my husband. It's a pattern that she has repeated for years. When I was diagnosed with cancer years ago, Wendy shared my personal medical information with her listeners live on the air during her radio broadcast. She didn't care that she was violating my right to privacy or that I didn't or that I hadn't shared the news of my diagnosis with my family and friends yet. She never apologized, never expressed regret whatsoever. Despite my anger, I chose not to respond publicly to her unhealthy fixation with my husband and our marriage. It was clear that she was sick and that she was struggling with a lot of issues including self-hate and low self-esteem. Over the years, those issues have made her increasingly ugly, both inside and out. And no amount of plastic surgery can fix the ugliness inside of her. 
instead of her instead of using her platform to uplift women, she has spent her career attacking marriages while her own fell apart. Yeah. She criticized celebrities battling addictions despite her own struggle with substance abuse. There's no limit to how lo how low she will go in the name of making headlines. Her career is on life support. Her husband has abandoned her. And her ratings for all of her projects are down. She's desperate for attention and is trying to use my husband's popularity as a way to get her name her name trending. How sad that a woman who was once revered in the entertainment industry has reduced herself to a tabloid side note and a circus freak. For the record, my marriage is solid, my husband continues to enjoy a successful career, and Wendy will forever be one of the most miserable, miserable bitches on the planet. Wendy Williams, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up! I, I don't have anything to say to <laughs> the method man's wife. You know, I've I, I I've never met Tamika Smith. I've never said a bad yeah. word about Tamika Smith or Method Man for that matter. But I apologize. I just I apologize now. <laughs> just Wendy Williams. Uh it, I've never been a fan of Wendy Williams or her particular brand of entertainment, if you want to call it that. Her um, brand of human cockfighting. Yeah, like the there's a there's there's a level of ugliness that she brings with her that even I, as a hater, cannot really absorb. Um, you give what you get. You get what you give. She sure did. Um, and. There's nothing that Tamika Smith said that I could add on to. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you really happy, you really happy about smashing a nigga that doesn't remember you, that doesn't remember you or your vagina because that was at least six facelifts ago. Oh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Wendy. Yeah, there's nothing we can really add to what Miss Tamika said. Just shut the fuck up. Shut up. And the number one person or peoples who should shut the fuck up is everyone who had a hand in making Chloe fucking Bailey cry. What the fuck is wrong with you people? What what the fuck is going on? Aren't there enough people doing actual stupid, saying ridiculous things to hate that y'all gotta focus on, that y'all gotta take time to focus on Chloe Bailey? Yo, Azalea Banks is air frying her dead cat. And here y'all motherfucking go talking about Chloe Bailey with her ass out on, on, on Instagram. And she's not, that's not even the most ass y'all have ever seen out on Instagram. You know what's crazy though? I just had this thought. If she said she was wearing a swimsuit and they didn't realize it was panties, would they have that same reaction? I'm 50-50. I'm Maybe. Look, the mob is so ridiculous and fickle right now. Maybe you you know it's it's respectability politics. One and and let's percent. let's discuss why. Now, see, when I did the on air research last week, and I told you, young men, that you should re <laughs> you should appreciate you know the age appropriate gift that is in front of you, young men. I don't understand how the ratings for Grownish haven't skyrocketed <laughs> since. Look, y'all. If you are offended by Chloe Bailey saging and Palo Altoing 
as I saw somebody said, um, in in the privacy of her own, well, in her own home, and y'all don't appreciate the gift that is being presented to you. Fuck you all. I would say you need to figure out what's wrong with you. And 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 and, and Oz and I were talking about this before the show. The the infantil infant infant drink. infantilizing. There we go. Yeah, drink drinking. Infantilizing of of these celebrities. See. And I and I, I got into it and it made me think because Chloe isn't that much younger or older than Megan Thee Stallion. She's twenty two, I think we determined last week. Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion is twenty five. But but it's important to remember that as long as Megan Thee Stallion has been a thing, she's been sexualized. For at least the last three years, y'all have been sexualizing her when she was the exact same age that Chloe Bailey is now. Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods is twenty four. Okay. Um, and Oz is sexualizing the hell out of her <laughs> without incident. Okay. Oh, uh, Jordan Woods, Normani. Normani twenty. Twenty. No, she was like twenty three or twenty four. Twenty three, twenty four. Okay. All right. Uh, Zendaya is twenty four. Zendaya is twenty four. Y'all definitely infantilized her when when she when when y'all saw her in a movie with uh Dark with dark skin, uh, Mandingo dick looking, uh, John David Washington. Wow, where, where did dark skin Mandingo? Anyway, okay, I, I just that, that left that out of no. I'm just saying that didn't look like he do a, he, he do a lot of dancing around half neck at the Fela Kuti. Yeah, well, you know, it's um, you know, it's 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 very telling that, you know, you let again Megan and Zendaya basically the exact same age. Uh, you celebrate one showing as much as they can. And, and then you shun Zendaya and, and Chloe Bailey again, who are the exact same age as Megan Stallion and, and treat them like they're still children. And we know this is based on where you first saw them appear. You first saw them as quote unquote child stars. And honestly, you could put Jordan in that same, in that, in that same, because even though, right. yes, I talk a lot about how fine Jordan mm-hmm. Woods is, but I didn't know who she was prior to any of that shit with Tristan Thompson. Right. I had to go back and learn that shit. The way they talk about Jordan and the things that she's doing and, and all the things that she says on on her live mm-hmm. is a very different is a very different way from the way they talk about Megan the Stallion. Right. And the things that she does and says on live. Yeah. And they wear about the same amount of clothes. Sorry, right? I mean, you're and absolutely right. I don't, so I'm not trying to reach and make it a skin color thing, but I have to believe that there is an element of that there. I think Cardi is a, is is an outlier because they because everyone who knows about her knows that she started out as a stripper, right? Yeah, and I, and I think again, a lot of it starts with where they started and where people initially saw them. Correct. They want to hold on to that initial image. Look, y'all y'all have been sexualizing Beyonce since she Woo! was Destiny's child, since she was like fifteen or sixteen. So that's that what I'm brand saying. new. Right. Definitely what? been sexualizing Beyonce since forever. Yeah. There's a whole rabbit hole we could go down that we're not gonna go down on air. About right. how that has been received yeah. in the celebrity in the celebrity and black America rounds. Um just knowing what I suspect about 
Beyonce and her romantic links. Um, so don't act brand new, and don't act brand new that just because you saw somebody on Nickelodeon was was it, was it Nickelodeon for Chloe? Chloe? Shit, I don't know. I, I just I, I, I saw whatever. whatever it was. I just saw her and and the other little girl. I say little girl, yeah. Hallie. <laughs> you know, singing. Singing good Christian music, right? Okay, you know enough. they, right. but they were like I don't know what they were before, but they were like child stars. I remember them as being like those two young girls that could really sing. And Miley and the white women don't we don't even have to go down that route, yeah? Because they because y'all infantilize them until they until they have to put it directly in your face, right? Using usually using black producers <laughs> that their section. Miley Cyrus had to do a whole album and and. And throw her unsightly titties in front of everyone in order for y'all to realize that she and was an adult. And sit on Robin Thicke's face at the MTV Awards or whatever shit yeah. the fuck happened there. So don't act brand new. And the fact that Chloe, it the, that Chloe had to go on TV, uh, had to go on the internet and literally cry because she thought this was very innocent and this was just her coming into her own as a grown woman. Which she has every right to do. Which y'all y'all turn around and fight for other people's rights to do whatever the fuck they want on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's the most bizarre respectability politics I've ever seen. Especially when at that same week, Cardi B had on next to nothing on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Next to nothing. She literally said in the captions that that everything on her body in this one outfit was being held together by stickers. And y'all mad at Chloe Bailey in a t-shirt and panties. Y'all got to figure it out. Y'all got to figure y'all selves out and do a lot of self-work there. But primarily, while you're doing all that, shut the fuck up. Shut up! Oh, you young men. Because it's only going to... Because guess what? Outside ain't even open yet. Outside is not even fully safe yet. They don't know that, though. Yeah, I guess I guess in that age range they don't know the <laughs> they difference don't know. anyway. They outside regardless. Look, Fifty Cent was throwing Super Bowl parties last night. And... Why the fuck are you throwing a Super Bowl party on a Saturday night when the Super Bowl is not airing? Because that's when people are going to show up. Man, throw this motherfucker into the sun. I am so done with Fifty Cent, bro. I I really am. Like. I I I I think I'm almost at the point. If he wasn't such good comedic fodder, I I swear I'm almost at the point where I just want to stop reporting on him altogether. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we're gonna end up. Yeah. Cause there, there, there there's nothing of relevance anymore, unless he's super spreading or doing something, basically just horrible to pollute the community. Um. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. So he can be on the list. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, we certainly have. We did a podcast. We got to be at what, 2.30? Sure. Okay. Uh, Look, we went over three hours last week, so they're going to take these. <laughs> and they, they did not complain. Nope. Except, except to complain to me. Who was that? Someone told me that I needed to chill out on uh, Irish people drinking proper 12 because Irish people do not drink proper 12. Yeah, shout out to shout out to A.A. Ron. Um who is an actual Irishman? So, yes. so he yes. knows what he's talking about. He's like, "Nah, we not, we not, we not Conor McGregor's like that. We don't fuck with pop, proper nah. twelve. That's Bushmill. 
Bushmill. Okay. Y'all y'all on that bullshit. <laughs> y'all proper twelve is piss. <laughs> um, I've seen him drink, so I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support of us. Uh, I know I always say this, but it is the God's honest truth. Uh, we're definitely going to the next level. We got some. We got some shit. We got some shit. We're definitely talking about that's gonna that's gonna uh, come to pass sooner than later. Um, we're just happy y'all y'all are here for the ride. I love the fact that we're very transparent about what's coming and what's not coming and what and what has been stopped up and whatever. Um, alcohol helps with that. Alcohol definitely helps with that. It definitely leads me to give less of a shit. <laughs> um, and honestly, I I really I thank everybody honestly for all the continued support. Um, for me through this time, um, I think now when I'm trying to get back to normalcy is when this support is probably going to be most important. Um, because I want to be here and I'm going to be here. And y'all, y'all keep me grounded. Y'all keep me here. Um, so as I always say, we're going to be here to help y'all get through this because we need each other. Um, be kind to yourselves. Don't be so hard on yourself. The process is, the progress is a slow process, but without struggle, as Frederick Douglass would say, without struggle, there's no progress. So, uh, take it one day at a time, one step at a time, all that shit. D. Randall, any church announcements? No, other than, you know, you're the man now. So it's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> in case uh, you forgot. <laughs> in case I forgot. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode... 124. 124 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I'm still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. Thank <laughs> you.